Welcome to episode 38 of the current backloggers. The date is October 28th. I'm your host, KCP, along with my good friend and co-host, Cody G. Cody, how's it going? Pretty good, man. You think your neighbors hear that? <laughs> well, every week they're like, what the hell is that? I was going to say, I bet they do, and then when I edit it and have to uh, look at the uh, intro like five times and the song starts over and over, they're probably, oh, fuck, here it goes again. <laughs> also, hoping I don't get banned, because you say you're not supposed to cuss in the first few minutes, and I just did. Oh, I didn't even hear it. I thought you were talking about me. I was like, I don't remember cussing. No, it was totally me. So that's why I noticed at the beginning that it's episode 38 on October 28th. That's what my Whoa. mind was blowing about at the beginning. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> 38 episodes. Yeah. Isn't that fucking crazy? It's weird. Like I said, I talked about it before, but when other podcasts are like, I can't believe we're on episode 150. I was like, that's such bullshit. You know, you do this every week. You know what episode you're on. But even at 38, I'm like, holy shit, how are we at 38? So, now I get how they do that. Especially because I'm doing the show with you, so it feels like episode 1,000. Yeah, because like, the chemistry is so good, and you love being <laughs> around me. Yep. <laughs> so, what are you up to, buddy? Uh, game room's finished 100%. 100%. I built the last shelf, and told my girlfriend, I said, get in here, you're going to put the last game up. So, she put the last game on the shelf. We high-fived. <laughs> and then now I'm just on the movie room. Okay. I put up all the shelves in the movie room now, and now it's just going through all my junk and putting it on a shelf. You got a lot of junk. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, I actually, I recorded this. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. Okay. But, um, there's a thing with construction workers. You ever heard this before? When they're building something, they will put a little bit of trash behind walls. Um, I haven't heard of that. I've heard of. Well, what's the reasoning for that? For answer, it's like almost like a, a t- like a when they come in and do construction again, they'll find it like forty or fifty years later, and they're like, "Holy shit, look at this!" Yeah, I was gonna say I've heard at stadiums and stuff. You probably heard it before. How people will bury like the other team's jersey underneath the stadium. Really? Stuff, yeah, stuff oh, like that. Funny. I've heard of that, but I haven't heard of the the trash thing. Yeah, I think it's construction workers do it. And uh, my girlfriend's one of her coworkers was having a house built. And she came to check on the construction workers, and she caught them in the middle of that. I couldn't imagine how awkward that is for them. Like, they're trying to explain, like, oh, this is tradition. We only put, like, a couple pieces of trash in here. Uh You'll never see it, and it's for, like, whenever you remodel, and, like, 40 years later, like, holy shit. Yeah, we always throw a little camera back there. It's (laughs) it's not on. Don't worry. But um, I in my work, there was false walls built, and I was looking behind there, and I was like, holy shit, what's back there? And I found one. Oh, I found you? a little like little stashway that they did for <laughs> it, um, and it was really nostalgic because it was from 1998. So that's right as my memory was kicking in as a kid, and it was all like junk food. So right, junk food Mountain Dew. So it's like all I lived on at that <laughs> age. It's really great for your teeth, by the way. I was gonna say, was any of it still in there? Did you try it? <laughs> there was a little bit of Mountain Dew left in the bottle. It smelled uh, almost alcoholic. <laughs> That smelled pungent. It was weird thinking this is twenty two year old Mountain Dew. Yeah. And it was like a gel. It wasn't it didn't move anymore in there. It was like I mean, it's just like wine, and it gets more <laughs> fine as it goes. That's you know? right. Um then my girlfriend's like, was there chip crumbs left too? And I like poured out the bag. I couldn't tell if it was chip crumbs. It was just so nasty and gone. Um but yeah, so it was It's funny the little things that you forget, like the I forget the phrasing of uh, the 20-ounce Mountain Dew bottles. It was something like quick sip or something like inside of them. 
with the old mountain back when they actually used to spell out Mountain Dew uh-huh. instead of MTN Dew. Um, Dorito bags, old Pop Tart wrappers, um, gum wrappers. Uh, it was also weird too because there's a lot of cigarettes and cigarette packaging, and it's you realize it hasn't been that long ago since smoking's been banned indoors. Yeah. So it's weird to think about. Like now, I'd be so fucking pissed off going somewhere <laughs> and someone was smoking. Like the fuck, dude, get outside! What are you doing? <laughs> you dumb? But when I but up to like 2010, it was like a a normal thing to. Yeah, my mom always used to smoke. We always asked for a smoking table. So, yep. Yeah. Smoke. It didn't matter either. You could still <laughs> smell it in the other part of the restaurant. Yeah, smoking. That's so weird to think about. Uh, I forgot all about that. I was like. Oh, they were smoking in here? And I was like, wait, this is 1998. Everybody was smoking indoors. Yeah. Um, of course, bowling, bowling alleys really held on. They were like the last of the Mohicans about smoking indoors. Uh, I heard even Vegas is now cutting down on the casinos. Oh, really? Yeah. I heard there's a couple of casinos that got rid of it. Um, which is funny because my parents didn't smoke, but they hung out with people that smoked. And I didn't smoke. There's no reason for me to be nostalgic. But I'm like, God damn. What, is there even a business anymore where you can smoke indoors? I remember uh, in high school, I was right after high school, I really liked uh, hookahs. And in Virginia, they got real crazy about smoking indoors, and they came down on hookah lounges. But the purpose of those is smoking tobacco indoors. I know. uh, Ridiculous court case. I can't remember what it's called. It's a bar restaurant in Pittsburgh, and they still have smoke in there, at least the last time I was there a few years ago. Really? No, it was only a few years ago, not that long ago. Yeah, it's funny, dude. There's a... Maybe up till I was about halfway through high school, it was like normal to see smoking indoors. Yeah. Well, not not when I was in high school, but it wouldn't be that odd to be at a restaurant with a smoking area. That's definitely not a thing in Pennsylvania or Pittsburgh in particular. I don't know. They must have some kind of agreement or something, if that's still even going on at all. But they even had a machine to buy cigarettes in the uh, restaurant. Really? Yeah. That's funny as shit. Yeah, and even now, and then they're like, okay, you got to smoke outdoors. And then it was like, oh my God, they're smoking by the entrances. I have to walk by them while they're smoking. <laughs> so now they have smoking sections. My high school was built, was a really old high school. And there were still like student smoking areas in there. Well, of course, you didn't smoke. Like people don't smoke in there then. They were turned into like teacher lounges and stuff. But they were built with the idea of, okay, that's where students go to smoke. Yeah. Um,. Yeah, I don't know. It was just a weird to think I'd been the first person back there touching this stuff. It was way behind a wall, too, so I had to take a broom and pull all this time capsule stuff down. <laughs> but, yeah, I brought it all home. And did you actually? Yeah, hell yeah, I did. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Renee was so pissed. <laughs> this is trash. Literally. So I Not even like put a shelf. Yeah, it's actual trash. <laughs> I put a shelf up on the wall, put it up on the shelf. I love it. <laughs> but I uh, did Ryan's you hear love that part? Lay's pizza flavored Lay's I was gonna say I think so but I feel like I'm thinking of Pringles which is still a thing yeah so those are good. but no I never heard of that but that was back there too from 98 and that was right up my alley I would eat the fuck out of those so yeah so yeah um I went through it all and threw away most of it but the cool stuff that especially like the Mountain Dew bottle and the old coke can just fuck yeah i love it 
That could be your new to, new YouTube channel trying to find stashes everywhere. You just break into people's <laughs> house and start tearing down their I'm, walls. I'm telling you, I'm telling you they're back here. Um, I'm also a part of a Facebook group of this old house or some shit like that. And people find even older, sh- like from the 70s and 60s, like beer bottles. Yeah. and So it's been going on for a while, and I'm glad they do it because... <laughs> Cool moments like this happen, but if I it was getting if I was like my girlfriend's coworker and you're walking into your brand new house being built and they're <laughs> jamming trash behind your sink, that'd be so awkward. Like, how do you explain that? Like, oh, it's like a tradition thing that we do. And you're just jamming trash behind someone's new house. <laughs> I I think if I caught someone do it, oh, dude, that's fucking sweet. Let me I'm gonna sneak some stuff back there too. Um, did you have anything like that when you were a little kid where you're so lazy? And you didn't want to go throw away stuff, so you just find the worst place to hide your trash? Not in particular. I'm sure my mom would tell you we just always left it anywhere. But, like, uh, especially with how many friends we have over all the time, the room would just be littered with pop everywhere and fruit <laughs> snacks and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> That's great. Um, I might have told this story on the podcast before, but I used to do that, but with pee. Isn't that weird? That is. Uh, so I would like all summer long be like, dude, I don't want to go. Oh, like to Kid Rock. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, I'd run up to the vent. We had a vent in the floor, a big vent, and I would just pee in it. In the vent. In the vent. <laughs> so, I thought you meant like in bottles and then leave it in the room, which no, is already bad enough. I would just pee right down that fucking vent all summer long, like nobody's business. Just. You think that's what the Kid Rock song is about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so just pissing, him. pissing in vents. <laughs> uh, but yes, yeah, so I'd pee in this vent, and you just—it would sound so. It sounded like you were just literally pouring water down the vent. You hear it going everywhere, and I'd be like, "Dude, this is great. I don't have to piss in the bathroom ever again." All just all summer long, Kid Rock. Um, and <laughs> winter time comes, and my parents crank on the, <laughs> on the heat, Casey. They crank the heat on, and then my parents be sitting there like, what the fuck? "Do you smell piss?" <laughs> and then they was like. Oh, dude, it smells like burnt piss. And they're just like, where's that coming from? They're thinking it's the cats. Like, oh, God, it smells so bad. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there quiet. Like, dude, I don't know. I don't smell anything. Oh, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. So, yeah, my parents were literally cooking my, my piss in the furnace. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, just uh, it was great. And then my parents found out what the hell was happening. Um. But yeah, I tried to play stupid about it for a while, but I was just pissing in the vent, and some winter time came, and it just and started your parents burning. parents were pissed. Yeah. They were actually, wow, could it's a great idea, and everyone just started mm. pissing in the vent. Even the females? <laughs> that's even more disturbing. <laughs> yeah, dude, it was disgusting. The whole house smelled like fucking like chemical warfare or something. A dog picked up on it and had to go <laughs> in between people's bodies, start peeing through. And then you, my parents would like be like, you think the cats are peeing down there? Like, yeah, it must be the cats. Probably the dogs, too. They're probably all peeing down there. And I don't know how eventually, how, if I didn't got just so, so guilty or they pressured me. But eventually, I was like, yeah, that's me peeing in there. But, yeah, I don't know why I did that. It's not even like the bathroom was that far away. That reminds me of uh, my pee story. But uh, I told you about it before. But I feel like we should do like we talked about and have a separate podcast, even if we just do like one a month or something. But separate from the current backlogers and just talk about all of our weird and random stuff. <laughs> Sounds good, buddy. Um, Especially your stories are so good. <laughs> anything else you've been up to? Uh, no. 
Besides collecting trash and pissing vents. Yeah. <laughs> Renee's brother came, my girlfriend's brother came over too, and he's like looking around the house and like, oh, you guys put up some shelves. But he's such a nice guy too. He just skips over the fact that I put up shelves and just put trash on them. <laughs> yeah. So I'm pretty, it's just like a hoarding, a hoarding thing at this point. No. Get out of here. <laughs> okay. Well. I've been up to a little bit, working more overtime again. But I also went over to my parents' house and uh, carved some pumpkins with my little sister. I made a an Xbox one. I'll have to show you it. I don't have it with nice. me. But um, I didn't do too bad because I'm t- pretty terrible at carving pumpkins. But I think I did pretty well with it. It's uh, very, not sideways, but crooked, like it's uh, not centered. Mm-hmm. But besides that, I think I got it pretty well done, the shape and everything. So I'll have to show you a picture of that. And then um, went to Roosters, which is like a local bar restaurant here. Well, there are other places, but I know it's not everywhere. With some uh, friends from work and uh, watched some football. And this last week of football was pretty fucking the worst as far as professional football goes. What? So, um, well, the Browns beat the Bengals, Woo. and I had money on that. And the Bengals should have won and blew it. Uh, and the Broncos got destroyed and had four or five more injuries on top of that. You got to admit, though, once Odell got out, Baker played really well. Yeah, it's almost like he sucks or something. <sighs> um, oh, jinx. Did you hear the announcer, too? He's like, Donovan Peoples-Jones hasn't made a catch all year. And then yeah. fucking made a catch, and another catch, and then won the game for him. Yeah, but it was just... Besides that, I lost uh, all three of my fantasy leagues, and I didn't do well in Pick'em. So, Damn. yeah, I was pretty much just done with the NFL that week. But it was still fun hanging out with people and getting some good food. And then At least the Patriots are a trash fire right now. Yeah, they got destroyed, so that was nice. Um, and then the only other thing I did this week, I told you about how I went and met uh, Joe Jorgensen, the uh, Libertarian candidate for vice president. It was super weird. I heard about it probably uh, four hours before I went and I was like is this real because she went to um, the continent do you know where that is the hotel uh, well there's a lot of stuff there it's like a complex off of uh, 161 no I can't really think of it what we'll to go over there it was uh this might be a bit of a tangent and kind of go all over the place and not really focus just on her but um the continent I used to go there quite a bit as a kid. They had a movie theater called Screens there. But even then, it was kind of starting to get run down. It was uh, super popular in the 80s and early 90s. Ooh, sounds good. Yeah, you'd love it. Um, But uh, even when I was going as a kid, it was starting to get run down. The movie theater was like kind of the only thing keeping it kind of together. And uh, now the majority of the time you hear about is just shit happening over there. All the shootings are... Um, bad shit happening pretty often. Nice. So I don't know what the fuck. I don't know why she picked there. And uh, I don't know if it's just because she, she didn't have to pay anything. She's like, hey, let's just go set up there. We don't have to pay the city or anything. Nobody's even going to notice. I don't know what it was because I don't know why the fuck you picked that place of all the places well, in central Ohio. Trump's been choosing some weird places too. Really? I heard too, uh, especially in Pennsylvania with the corona mandates and 
having to do some weird stuff like sitting up in parking lots. Yeah, this uh, I kind of bounce around, like I said, but we got there and we got there. 40 minutes before it started and there's probably only 30 of us and I was like oh this is going to be depressing because she's probably going to come out and uh, it was had a, it had a backdrop set up but it didn't look that great and one speaker like that big set up and I was like oh man they're going to play some over the top song for her to come out and there's going to be about 30 people and yeah and then uh, <laughs> by the was time there, was the circle set up? Uh, no most people were uh spacing out anyways but yeah it wasn't um it wasn't set up at all and there was no actual uh like security or cops or anything there she came up <laughs> what i know did she was, get se secret service there was four dudes that when she came out came out with a giant like uh trench coat so i'm guessing i don't know if they actually were secret service kind of like knockoff so she might have paid some i think they they do get secret service i'll do that i know that even what candidates do, I just didn't know if like they just had to pay for whatever they get or whatever. When I saw, um, God damn it, the last Ohio governor that got caught yelling at police when he got pulled. Oh, John Kasich. Yeah, Kasich. Even when he was like clearly he wasn't winning anything, he still had like a truck following him and like eight of them. Yeah, they all stood by and. Um, you think it's like the, like the dumb ones? They're like. That's what I was wondering, you know, like paying security guard and head put on these trench coats. And then I was thinking how funny it would be if somebody did rush the stage or something and they just don't actually have anything. Oh, shit, we weren't ready for this. Open your trench coats, grab them. You ever but, seen that footage of Reagan getting shot? Yeah. That's crazy because you think there's like two guards there, but boom, there's like a thousand guys with machine uh -huh. guns running around then. Knowing uh, libertarians, though, if anything, they're probably more loaded under their... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> their trench coats and anything opening just rifles falling out everywhere i heard that guy's walking the streets now though oh that the shot reagan really yeah um but yeah besides that there was no security guards there was no cops there was no even like check-in or like passing anything everybody was just walking up and kind of wandering into it now this is so weird can you imagine any top candidate doing this and just like we could literally uh walked up to the podium i'm sure if we got that close those people might have done something but i was probably like eight feet away from the podium and could have gotten closer um but by the time she came out there probably like a little over 100 people there so still not anything amazing or anything but not as bad when i showed up and i was this gonna be kind of embarrassing but uh before we could even start up there's a whole cast of characters there this dude came over his name was isaac and uh he was a generic super nerdy guy that wanted to insist to having conversation with everyone but uh he was alone and uh i heard him talking to somebody michaela's like we're not talking i went with my little sister and she said we're not talking to anybody here and i was Why? like because uh she's like, i'm not listening to any of these crazy people and I was like, oh, no, we're definitely talking to people as they talk. And uh, then she was, <laughs> saw him talking. She said, oh, God, please don't come this way. And as soon as he stopped, you know, hey, guys, how's it going? Oh, no. Good, man. How you doing? Uh, good. You guys here for the hookah bar as well? And uh, behind her, there was this rundown hookah bar. And I was like, no, just here for the rally. Oh, yeah, no, me too. I, just, I saw the hookah bar, and I was like, I just asked them if they're here for the hookah bar. And. So I'm like, oh, uh. stop. <laughs> and then he's like, 
But sweet, sweet. Um, so, can I ask you something? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, I wanted to show you this. I bought them online. They're uh, they're goldbacks, and he opened up an envelope, and he's like, they're uh, worth a dollar, but they're actually made of gold, and they work the same as uh, physical money would, and they're accepted at most locations. As I don't think. That's no. True. <laughs> yeah, you can imagine pulling out of McDonald's. <laughs> And uh, he's like, yeah, but sweet. I just exchanged my real money and turned into a gold, uh, what did I just say, gold bucks? Go- gold backs? Gold backs. I knew bucks wasn't right. Um, gold backs. Like, yeah, and it's pretty sweet about them online. Just, I think it's a cool way to spend money, but also like uh, spread and share the message of liberty. This is fucking, I uh, try to get a video. I can try and show you later how it turned out. I put it in my pocket to get some of it. Yeah, you definitely should do that. <laughs> um, but Isaac was quite the character. He uh, then the next three people I saw him talk to, he all had the same lead up joke about the hookah bar. So it was not something came to him naturally. It was like his his uh, icebreaker. Oh Jesus Christ! That was bad enough the first time, but that's like you playing this out. Um, uh. so he was a good guy. He's actually really nice, and I felt bad because this guy's obviously just um. <laughs> The libertarians, there's a lot of them like that. Yeah. His line. But uh, I'm really excited to be here because uh, I wanted to ask Joe a question. I hope I get to. Um, I don't know if I get to with all these people here. No, I don't think he's joking, but does he see all these people here? <laughs> I'm a fan. Also, this kind of sad. Yeah. Um, he's like, but uh, I, I'm ready for it. I even got written out and everything right here. And he had a notebook. I was like, oh, shit, oh. no. And I tried to record that, but... Uh, I'll get to that in a minute. It wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. I thought it was going to be like Minecraft or like PAX E3 kind of shit, but it wasn't. He actually presented it a lot better than I thought it would. I was kind of sad. But um, so they had a few different speakers come out that were uh, before her. They were all like lesser names and just to hype it up and everything. And it was kind of sad watching the show go on. Like, uh, like I said, it wasn't the best setup to begin with. And then as one of the first speakers was talking, all that stuff blew back because it was windy and just fell on the ground. Uh, and then the hookah bar was right behind it. Uh, uh, this, is all, this is so sad that this person's running for president, and I feel like it's, and t- no matter what your political views are, definitely more sane and likable and normal of a person than the other candidates. And uh, this is what's happening. And then and everything I want in the platform, too. <laughs> just so unelectable. Then... Before she came out, they all started grabbing these sandbags, so they set the stuff up and so it wouldn't fall over. I was like, okay, that would be a little better. I thought they were just going to leave it on the ground when she came out. <laughs> but then I was joking my sister. I was like, they're going to use a speaker and have some, like, I want to see, a, like, a wrestling-style entrance, but with this music. And I can't remember what song they played, but it was actually like that. But it was even worse because the speaker cut out while she was mid-walk, and then she stopped, and I guess she was asking, but, wait, am I not supposed to go out yet? No. Oh, no, keep going. That music started back up. Oh, man. And I was like, God damn it. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> I heard Biden's aren't, aren't getting too good of a turnout either. Oh, really? Well, he, the one he decides to do them. Yeah. When he's not sleeping for a week <laughs> and then he's, and he's like, I'm running for sedent against George Bush. <laughs> These are actual words he said. <laughs> and then uh, Kamala was like. Wait, wait, wait. Am I in Cleveland? Hello, Cleveland! Like, oh, Jesus. Well, that's fair being there. I don't blame her. So, <laughs> oh, shit. Is this Detroit, Cleveland? What is this? Um, Iraq? I can't tell the difference. Um, <laughs> but, uh, 
she talked for about an hour and I didn't agree with everything and I told you she's not like my top candidate. I mean, she is in this election, but normally I'd be like, eh, I'm kind of motiv- voting more so on the purpose of it this time. But even saying that, she seemed, like I said, entirely more likable and normal and seemed like she was a, a, talk- a real person talking. Can I ask you what you don't like? Because I, I'm looking at everything and like, yes. Really? Yeah. Um, that would probably ramble on, so we can talk after the podcast okay. about that. Um, because honestly, right. dude, I, I think libertarian platform it just gets me going. Like, <laughs> yes, but they're so unelectable. Oh yeah, It'll never happen. Um, so after she talked, she uh, did questions. Isaac asked his, and he said, "Uh, he's a <laughs> anarchist, anarchist for a long time. Anarchist? Yeah, and um, fuck." But she's the reason that changed his mind, and he believes in government, but to a very small portion now. And uh, he had a a well-thought-out question, even though it was crazy. I can't remember what it was, but it was kind of a letdown. I was really hoping for, especially how excited he was. I was like, oh, man, he's going to start stuttering like crazy and be way too excited. But he's presenting it well, and I was like, man, this is unfortunate. <laughs> I'm glad for him because that probably would have been embarrassing. But. Sergio, you here for the hookah bar? <laughs> <laughs> um, he did ask the second question. He went back in the line. It was a little worse. I can get to that in a minute. But um, the whole thing was so fucking awkward and not even in a normal like political way where she's fake or anything. It was all the people surrounding or what made it crazy. Like they had a, a formed setup line. Um, she was probably like 10 feet away from people looking directly at them and actually listening to what they were saying and not interrupting and responding, not just political responses which, like I said, again, is refreshing. But these people were going all in when they were fucking grilling her like she was a top candidate and they all hated her. And I was this is so weird. You don't do this to, like, the actual candidates. You're just like, oh, how's your day going? And just and these aren't reporters or anything. These are, like, everyday people. And uh, even then, she wasn't being rude and, like, sitting there literally uh, answering everything. And then majority of the time, I feel like... I don't know, maybe you'd be different. If I actually was able to get up and ask a question, I would have stood there because I feel like she was actually like talking to me, not just like a giant crowd. It's not like a normal rally where there's thousands of people. These people would ask a question, and then someone would just walk away as soon as they asked it. But then even worse, some people would ask it, and then she would be talking for like 30 seconds, and then they just slowly walk away, and then she would just kind of have to look at everyone. No, this is so fucking weird. What? Jesus. How do you feel not interacting with humans? Well, do you remember the, was it 2016 debate? Yeah. Libertarian debate? Oh, yeah, that. I think uh-huh. you just got a small sample of that. Yeah. Um, I can give you a even better sample of that. So there are some people that are diehard libertarians there. Like, no matter what she said, they ate it up. Kind of like any, like, Republicans or Democrats would. You always have a, a certain audience for that. We are really winning. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I'm going to keep winning. So then you had the annoying thing where they would push way too hard. Like when people ask questions, they would like support her, like they had to defend her or something. So you had that annoying thing, like kind of like a dog piling if somebody, if they didn't like the, what the people were asking. But this one guy did go overboard and I get uh, why anybody would have been yelling at him. He can't remember everything he said, but he asked her, um, his, <laughs> here's how he started it. So, in 2016, the Libertarian candidate for president called the president a pussy. And I was like, this is so fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, 
And he's like, so basically, my question is, and I don't know how that was relevant, but uh, you have a pussy. <laughs> he's like, so if let's be honest, you're not going to win the election. So Jesus, uh, yeah. So oh, shit. He's like, so once you lose, are you going to stand on your pr principles and still be a libertarian candidate and stand with the libertarian party, or are you going to support Joe Biden or Donald Trump, whichever one wins? And uh, she had a really uh, well thought out and long response and not political response and uh, said that she definitely wouldn't. She said that she's running as a libertarian and you don't do that unless you want to stay at that party because all the effort you do and everything. And he's like, uh, okay, but you didn't answer my question. And so I'm, I'm sorry, maybe I misheard your question. What was it again? Okay, so once oh, you lose the election. Jesus Christ. And, then uh, that's when all the libertarian let the die hard libertarian. Bro, she just answered the question. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god. Like so that one, I was like, okay, that's understandable. But they did. I was literally everything pure. Just asking like normal everyday questions. They would hop on. I was like, okay, calm down. She can defend herself. But uh, uh some white knights. Yeah. Uh -huh. But I was like, okay, that one's understandable because she's too nice to say anything. And uh, this guy's being a massive asshole. And he's like. So once you lose, will you continue to stand for your principles and be a libertarian, or will you jump ship and support Donald Trump or Joe Biden, whichever one wins? And she went, well, of course I'd support America, so I'd support whoever the president is, but that's not going to change my beliefs, and I'm not going to I'm not going to say I'm on board with them. I'm just going to support the country. Okay, still didn't answer my question. Oh and my I was like, God. what the fuck is happening? And bro, get out of here! And they all started like just going crazy. And, you know what? Just fucking. And they just walked away. And Are was, you serious? Like, what the hell? What is that so weird? And then the next guy came up, and uh, also they said to keep these short uh, before they even started, and no one's was even close to short. And I, I was like, oh shit! Isaac was the first in line, and he literally told us how he wrote it on paper because it was too long. And I was like, oh no! So even though he said it well, it just kept going and going and going, and never cut anybody off. And like, okay, it's too long, and um, so very different from normal politics, which was nice, but also it'd be nice if the other side appreciated that, like the audience being like, okay, so maybe we should be a little more respectful and keep the questions short. But uh, this next guy spent a total of three minutes. Asking a question about how he works with low-income families and uh, electric is getting shut off and AEP is doing nothing about it and went on and on and made absolutely no sense. And uh, then she said uh, she didn't know exactly what he was saying there, but uh, described for like three minutes again about what she thinks about um, low-income and all this stuff. And she was probably 10 seconds into it and he just slowly walked away. And was, oh, my God. <laughs> I, I like when people do that. Like we're supposed to pat you on the back. <laughs> Good job. You work for low-income families. What? Um, what is AEP gonna do? You don't pay your bill. They're gonna yeah, turn it off. Everything he said made no sense, and he seemed. Like yeah, I said, AEP's doing wander. nothing about it. Well, it sounds like they're doing something about it. They're turning it off. Um, people could just wander in there. I feel like some of these people actually just wander in there. Like I said, that's not the best part of town. And you do it even on a normal day to see people kind of wander in there. I feel like some people just ended up there. Oh shit! What's happening? All right, jump in line. <laughs> what if it was a crazy homeless guy wandered <laughs> on there. That'd have been great. Um, I feel like this guy could have been, but maybe not. But uh, yeah, the continent. We should go there probably during the day. <laughs> <laughs> we should go there. It's. Uh, Is the theater still open? 
No, that's uh, part of what I'm going to get into is that it closed quite a while ago. It was a theater in the 80s when it opened. It was like really thriving and big. And then the one that I went to was a reopening. It was a different company. And even then, it was kind of run down and um, not showing the biggest movie and not having the big, biggest audience. But um, we liked it because it was a dollar theater. And the biggest reason I liked it is they showed the Buckeye games there for free. Oh, wow. And they actually got a decent turnout. So it was like a kind of like a bar or something where you had like the crowd and then they had good pizza there and cheap concessions. And uh, that was before the Big Ten blocked things from showing it. So I think that also hurt screens because that's the name of the theater because that was the, their main business. And then uh, uh, not the Ohio State, the Big Ten blocked games from being shown unless you paid for the service or whatever. So I think that hurt. And then, uh, yeah, it shut down quite a while ago. But we noticed after the rally that the door was propped open and people were just going in there. And we're like, what the hell is happening? And it said no restrooms at the event. And like, maybe people are just sneaking in using the restroom, which the restrooms were open. Uh-huh. But the theater, <laughs> we heard this crazy music. And I was like, oh, maybe, I wonder if there's a church going on here. And uh, we looked in Auditorium 2, and there was a, a classic black church going on with, like, the overtop music. Oh, that's great. And, like, 10 people in there. Did it still look like a theater? Yeah. Oh, and, that's awesome. And I was like, this is so fucking weird. And I was like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. And when I was in there, their uh, six feet uh, gaps they have before between the urinals, like everyone does, they just put cardboard boxes there to block it. Yes. And uh, but uh, yeah, it was just a place with free reign besides the church. Like uh, we went to the other auditor- auditoriums and uh, screen seats, everything still there. Yeah, and it was uh, just pitch black. And I don't know if they just always leave those open or if it's just for church and they trust people. May have somebody from the church saw us and went, hey, what the hell are you doing? Get out of here. Probably not hell. But, um, Dude, they, I'm so pissed I didn't get to join you on either one of these. Yeah, they uh, every screen was open, and they had all the booster buddies and everything in there. You got, definitely got taking stuff out. We went behind the concession stand, and we opened the fridge, and there was like uh, super old Diet Coke in there and all kinds of stuff. And we went up to the uh, – it said employees only, but I don't think there's employees here anymore. So we went to the projector room. And walk through there. Projector still there? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's awesome. And, uh, yeah, it was super weird. Damn. I think we got to go back. Yeah, the whole area is really cool. I never really, as a kid, I was like, oh, this is cool, but we just went for the, for the theaters and everything else kind of closed around it, even then, in the late 90s and early aughts. But uh, I noticed when I was there, I was like, man, I feel like this kind of looks like, New Orleans or like France or something the way all the like the architect architect and the buildings and everything and I got more curious after I saw screens and how everything is kind of running down run down and I remember my dad saying it was big in the 80s and you can look it up online there's not too many great videos but there's um, a lot of articles about how in the 80s and 90s and early 90s it was like the place to be in Ohio and um there was no East End or Polaris or downtown. Was, that's when it was kind of more run down. So the continent was like the hub area for all of central Ohio. And it was modeled after the French corridor, it said. So that's why all the buildings, I was like, I don't, it's so weird how this place in the middle of central Ohio looks like New Orleans or French, uh, France, not French. Um, but uh, that explained it. And so there's a lot of really cool buildings there. It's just, 
really depressing because there's like two businesses in this giant complex. But uh, yeah, I think you gotta go back in there. <laughs> we gotta go back. This sounds so awesome. Um, but that been Wednesday. Was it? No, because we recorded the is podcast. It? Church is usually Sunday and Wednesdays. That's what I was thinking. That probably was a Sunday. I was trying Sunday. to think of when we could go again that the church would be there. Because I can't imagine they actually just leave that unlocked. That would be nuts. But even, you could easily, if you're a homeless person, get just go into the other theater and stay in there. There's no way. It was so fucking, I had to turn on my flashlight to see inside the other auditoriums that they weren't in. It was so pitch black. How many theaters? Um... It was small. I think less than 10. I can't remember how many they have. Yeah. It was small. The concession stand still look like a concession stand? Yeah, definitely not well capped. It's like falling apart and everything, but you can definitely still tell what it would have been. Yeah. A little depressing thinking about being a kid, but then even more depressing hearing about what it was. I was like, man, it sounds so awesome. They had a kind of sounds like a North Market. They said there was 40 businesses that uh, all had different restaurants and, like, unique things in there. And then the movie theater, when it was actually thriving, and they said every uh, building was full and all the apartments that most of the French corridor-looking stuff, all of it's designed like that, but most of them are apartments, and that's what really threw me off about how, why it looks so different than the rest of Ohio. But uh, most of those are apartments, and uh, they said that was, like, the hot spot to be able to live and now it's like the some of the cheapest because it's so run down and no one wants to live there do you remember when they're building easton at catching on fire no oh really no i I went there the first day is open like i said oh before it opened yeah i don't remember that i guess it got delayed being open there was a big fire there really yeah but the guy i work with he's a retired fireman he said he was the first fireman on the scene said it was some crazy stuff he said uh he believed it was a disgruntled uh construction worker that knew exactly where to set it on fire because he said by the time they got there it was uh, the apartments that's what made me think of it those apartments by the cheesecake factory yeah that's some of the biggest flames he's ever seen huh it's yeah. craziest fire he's ever seen too he said he said it did this crazy thing that he's rarely seen where it creates like fire tornadoes and he says odd that he would be shooting into a building spraying the hose and he said you could see these little fire tornadoes coming at you coming towards the water and you just spray them that's crazy. Yeah. He's got a VHS tape of it somewhere. They have the the Cheesecake Factory area. There was a security camera that caught it all. But, yeah, I guess it delayed the opening, too. Hmm. Did I see Baker Mayfield on the camera? Ah, uh, Cheesecake Factory. Yeah, I thought you'd be really confused, but I'm glad you got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no one talks about that anymore. That was really swept under the rug. Um, But, uh... That's all I've been up to, and we can talk more about the continent and all that stuff later. Yeah, I thought it'd be right up your alley, and yeah, if you don't know anything about it. Perfect. Yeah. And uh, I think it's more sad than anything, especially because I didn't get experience. I didn't know just how crazy it was. I knew my dad said it was popular in the 80s, but I didn't know it was, like, that big. And, like, that's uh, – I can't remember the guy's name that designed it, but he said that he wanted something that didn't feel like Ohio, in the middle of Ohio, and to bring everybody together and – designed just like the friends corridor and I was like that's so fucking awesome but the fact that it's open too yeah um that's awesome that gets me so excited are the apartment do people still live in the apartments yeah they do which was extra weird because some were just like walking on their balconies during the rally and just like looking Whoa. at what was happening but yeah you can tell 
that uh, they kind of look run down and like oh. that they would have been like prime apartments and really different and cool. I was actually, that's what caught my eye, man. I was like, man, they look like they're from another place and they look like they'd be kind of cool to live in, but I know I would never want to live out here. And then that's what made me more bummed about seeing what it was. Like, man, that would have been awesome to live there. They said, uh, if you look at the articles, there's a big water fountain there. The water hasn't been on for as long as I can remember. And it's kind of like chipping and falling apart. But they said they always have live music going there and the fountain playing or going up and just people all over the place all the time. Uh, that sounds so great. Especially, Damn. that'd be so cool, especially to live in one of those apartments and just not have to like go to downtown or go to Easton. You just walk outside and all that's around you and you can just walk to everything, walk to a movie theater, walk to restaurants, entertainment, everything. We definitely got it. We gotta go film that place. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, it's only like 10 minutes from here. Oh, stop. Yeah. It's perfect. We can go there right after this if you want. Okay. You probably won't go there. It's not like that dangerous, but definitely. Okay. If you want, if you wanted, we could. <laughs> okay. Just drive through and see it. <clears throat> um, but that's all I've been up to. So I actually forgot last week, which is ironic, to do our new segment, things we forgot from the week before. Did you forget anything? No, I don't think so. No. I just had this in there because I, I said I'm the main one that usually forgets. But uh, let's see. When I was talking about what I was playing, I forgot to mention I played a little more Dreams. I didn't get into the VR stuff yet, which I'm curious about. But I got on there mostly because they had a Halloween unlock, so you had to play before Halloween happened. So I wanted to get all those, but then it actually got me playing a little bit again because they uh, pushed the user-created stuff and people are making the crazy Halloween shit. So it kind of got me playing some of the Halloween stuff on there aside from the free Halloween unlocks they gave you. And then when I was talking about playing Until Dawn, I haven't played it again yet, but I'm very worried. In this game, you know how the curator and um, Man of Madon ask you different things. In this one, it's not the curator, but it's a guy like that. And he asks you what you fear most. And on the paper, there's two different pictures, and you had to pick it. And I was like, there's going to be a spider eventually. I fucking know it. And there's an awful picture of a spider. <laughs> and I was like, oh, God. And he's like, be honest. And I picked it. I was kind of like not even looking at the screen. I just pressed the button. And I was like, oh, shit. I shouldn't, have done, yeah, I, was, I shouldn't have done that because I guarantee that. He said, be honest because it'll give you your best uh, experience. And I was like, I'm hoping it's a trick question. Maybe it'll give me the opposite one, thinking I'm lying to him. But no, I feel like I probably just gave myself a fucking awful spider <laughs> scenario. And uh, yeah, that's what he said at the end. He's like, great, now we know your biggest fear, so you'll have a great experience. So I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> um, and then I also forgot to talk about what I was doing last week. I, uh, um, again, went to somewhere with us, people from work. I went to Pins, which is a bowling alley here, and it's connected to 16-bit. So played a lot of different games there, but I was only going to add those to all the games I've been playing because you know how many arcade games they have. But uh, that was a fun time, you know, going to arcade and play bowling and do all that jazz. And then the only other thing I forgot, this was actually months ago now, but I was reminded because I was listening to the Top 10 episode. You might not remember this, but I was talking about how um, Resistance... No, this one not have been the Top 10 episode. I don't... I'm all lost now. But uh, 
it's when we were talking about Resistance 3, and I said how that was my favorite one. And you're like, you mean Resistance 2? Because I feel like that's what everybody, oh, it was underrated games, that's what we were talking about. And uh, you're like, I feel like everybody freaks out about uh, 2, or says that 2 is underrated, and I said 3 was. I totally was wrong. It was 2. I don't know why I kept saying the opposite, even when you were saying 3. And I should have known that, because I even, I'm a psychopath, and multiple <laughs> months ago, I was missing E3, because we never, even with the excitement of the different press conferences, it still never really felt like E3 to me. And I was remembering how cool it was to see Resistance 2 during E3, because Insomniac does such a cool demo and shows like their giant monsters and their set piece and everything fits so well for E3 demo. And 2, I think, was a perfect uh, combination of all that. So I was definitely talking about 2 when I said 3 multiple times, and you asked me if I meant 2 when I said 3. It definitely was 2 this entire time, and like I said, I don't know how I mix that up. I think like a few days after that too, my friend Andrew was like, dude, I'm playing through Resistance right now. Number two is so good. Yeah, I do like three. I definitely think it's worth it. But yeah, two, I think was the best the series was. And like I said that I feel like they fed in most or let in most with the uh, giant monsters and set piece and everything, which I think fits them, the, that series the best. I need to go through and play those because yeah. I played a little bits of the first one. But everyone said that's the worst one. Yeah, especially, I was going to say, now it's it seems so outdated. I even played it a little late because I didn't have PS3 Resistance and uh, Little Big Planet were the main reasons I bought my PS3. But by the time I got mine, Resistance 2 was almost coming out already. So I was already a little behind, and even then it seemed kind of dated. That's why we could use a fucking remaster collection of these three, but <laughs> I don't know if it's going to happen. Uh, They're always teased and shit. Yeah, They're I know. better. <laughs> So that brings us to corrections, questions, and feedback. I know I have a email here, but do you have anything? Um, I don't want to get into it yet. No, okay. I'll wait for you to announce it. Oh, I can do that now. I probably should live with that, huh? Yeah, go for it, buddy. So, because I think I might know what your uh, your feedback is, but I may answer that. Is that uh? We're finally on podcast services. Yeah. If you saw our video that I put out last night. And uh, try and get on more services. But right now it's on uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, and Amazon Music. But uh, what's your feedback? The RSS. It's on the RSS link too, right? That's what it's mm -hmm. called. Those are way better than any other. So ask Casey for the link if you have a special one you want to put it on. Uh, the audio is a lot better on Spotify. Oh, that's not what I thought you were going to say. But I noticed that too, which doesn't make any sense to me. Because did I tell you how I get these in the podcast form? Do you just how do you do it? Um, I would think if anything, it destroys the quality of the audio. Because I had to go to YouTube and download the video to the computer, and then go to a converter site and convert the video into an audio. So I stole a lot of music in high school. Really? Yeah. Yes, I feel like that would compress all the audio and like transform it multiple times to fucking ruin it. So I don't know how it ups the audio. I don't really get it because it's the exact. Oh, no. I would get it if we were like recording this and then adding adding it into a video because it'd be just a straightforward audio file. But this is the same exact file that's getting turned into a video that's then getting turned into audio. I don't know. So I don't know how, but yeah, that's a a good thing, obviously. 
I thought you were gonna, I forgot you're using the RSS feed, so you probably haven't noticed. But uh, one on of Spotify. The, huh? I'm on Spotify. Oh, are you? Yeah, I haven't used the link yet. Oh, okay. Because one of the issues I've noticed is that, I've noticed this even on uh, Giant Podcast, but some of them will upload the episodes at different times. So like Google Podcasts will get like two days later than Spotify will. And you don't, I'm not actually adding them individually. I just add it and then I connect all the accounts so it does it on its own. So for some reason, platforms takes, some platforms take longer than others. Like I said, I've even noticed that on Giant Podcasts I listen to. I would expect that changing in the future too. Yeah. Because there's some music that can't get on Spotify because it hasn't been cleared. Like uh, Miley Cyrus, a lot of her covers, I really like her covers of some songs. They're not on Spotify because clearly they haven't been cleared by people. And people will upload them as podcasts and it's actually yeah. songs. So I, I think something's going to happen to where they... A few times where I've been looking for songs and then you find it in podcasts. So okay. I don't know if that'll change in the future or what. Because it used to be really restrictive for podcasts on there. Yeah. They just open the floodgates. Um, even without the uh, that issue of the distribution, which like I said is all on their end, there is a weird thing I've noticed where some platforms just don't have certain episodes. I don't know if you noticed that. Like in Spotify, there's a whole chunk of them missing. And that's because when I was converting it, Spotify and I think Spotify is the only one I noticed only supports one kind of format and some of the time when I was transferring it I had to do it in a different format and Spotify doesn't support it so some episodes just won't be on there unfortunately but hopefully the more we do this I can figure out how to have the same audio file every time so it gets on there but yeah worse like you said all of them will always be on the RSS feed so you can use that and um, Spotify is the only one that seems to be missing aside from the ones like I said that um, distributing late. It seems the only one that's actually missing episodes altogether. So if that's the case, um, you can always find it on the RSS feed or even other podcast services because it's not missing on Apple Podcasts or Amazon Music or whatever. But uh, anything else for you? No. Maybe bump the audio up a little bit. But Man, I almost put it to the maximum last time. Really? Yeah. I was like, I mean, maybe I'm... Just high. But yeah, it sounded good, man. Okay. So we can get into our email from Ryan. Oh, our first email. Is this our first email? Second. James emailed us uh, a while ago. But uh, I'm going to read your word for word, and you can tell me if how this sounds to you. Hello. Your podcast is not available on Pocket Cast. The best podcast that there ever was or will be. Thank Ryan. Well, RSS feed. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to tell him. That <laughs> you could use the RSS feed, and I'll just post it in the uh, description of this video so anybody can use it if they want. So I don't think Spotify or Google allows you to use RSS feeds. So. Yeah, I know only certain ones do. I looked up po uh, Pocket Cast does allow you to do it, so I looked it up for Ryan. Podcast Addict. What's that? Podcast Addict is a good one, too. That one, yeah. Addict as an addicted, not as yeah. in the top room in their house. Um, but uh, I, I'm kind of failing to see the feedback here. Your podcast is not available in Pocket Cast. The best podcast that, podcast that there ever will be, or that there ever was or will be. I don't 
It kind of seems like a statement to me. Thank. Yeah, then he said thank. I was like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to send any corrections, questions, or feedback that's actual thank feedback, you, <laughs> you can send it to currentbacklawyers at gmail.com. And then we can get into news here. Okay. You got any? Uh, yeah, so um, my news might be a little weird. I try to point out interesting things and avoid try to avoid the big stories because I feel like you probably covered those pretty well. And if not, um, I don't want to be regurgitating IGN. About our first podcast, I hated how I did that. It felt so ingenuine and ugh, disgusting. <laughs> and uh, there's plenty of better options out there if you want exact news and up-to-date shit. So I try to focus, I'm going to try to, especially going forward, try to focus on interesting stuff or stuff that I like. Um, I found this on Reddit from a user named Adrian Wi-Fi. He said, since Phil Spencer is, uh, he posted a picture of a chart and uh, with this quote, since Phil Spencer is head of Xbox, the revenue of the division, ooh, Casey just touched my foot, uh, is since Phil Spencer is head of Xbox, the revenue of the division has increased around 50% in six years. And from looking at his chart, it looks like revenue has increased by 25% since the start of Game Pass. Um, it's just crazy. I think yeah, when they announced Game Pass, it felt like this little gimmicky thing that I thought, eh, that's kind of cool, but I don't think they should do that with their exclusives and it could be bad for them. But... Uh, like looking back at the start of Xbox, I felt like they've always led the industry or experimented. They created some crazy stuff doing that, you know, achievements, Xbox Live, even something like controller design. I feel like Phil Spencer's going back to the just the the origin of Xbox of cutting edge technology, <laughs> and it's exciting. And I'm glad for I'm really happy for them. Yeah, it's fucking crazy, say. I know you said, and I actually heard other people say it too, how he's really likable, but they wonder if he actually is doing well business-wise and is actually the right person for the job, even though you like him. So that seems to tell you that he definitely is and not just like a, a fanboy thing or that he's a nice guy. Yeah. Yep. Um, but something, now we got to talk him down a little bit though here. Because on Twitter, uh, a user by the name of Eggman64, uh, he posted a picture of the box arts next to each other. Mm -hmm. Of I forget which, which um, might have been Cyberpunk, which I'm sure we'll get to here in a second. Mm -hmm. I forget which game it was, side by side. But the box art is so similar. And he quoted it by saying, The fact you can play a tough game of Spot the Difference suggest there's a problem here. Good luck to anyone that works re in games retail. But then I said, Xbox's greatest problem will be unwillingness to create obvious naming conventions and packaging. I just see so many, I know people say a lot, oh, a lot of grandmas going in there uh -huh. grabbing the wrong fucking game because if you look, there's like two little things that are different on there. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. It's uh, I think that's something they should fix. Even just the naming conventions. No, I'm definitely with you on that. Xbox Series <laughs> X, Xbox One Pro, <laughs> Xbox. But yeah, so uh, I recommend go looking at that, comparing those two photos. It's uh, I think there's a little X and something I can't remember. There's only two little difference. 
Um, the third thing I'm sure everyone saw going around is memes. Um, everybody referred to the Xbox as a fridge, and then Xbox made a fridge and sent uh-huh. it to iJustine. <coughs> yeah. And she did an unboxing for the Xbox meme. Um, I did like how they made fun of themselves and played into the meme, but then it just came off like, you know, how companies have really been overplaying that, especially with their Twitter mm-hmm. accounts. Like, oh, Wendy's is so edgy, so quirky. <laughs> So I was like, oh, Xbox are kind of in that, that zone right now doing that. Um, I like her as a YouTuber. I feel like the production quality is nice. But you should go watch the. Have you watched the unboxing? Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised you like her. I do. I thought you would fucking hate her, though, because she is a little generic YouTuber. Oh, very much so. But I appreciate the production quality. Why did she have to get all ASMR with her? <laughs> I could have. I Punched myself in the face watching that. Maybe I didn't watch the whole thing. Maybe I watched it on like Instagram or something, something or anything too bad. And yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I can see your point because uh, I feel like I even questioned that. I was like, this is funny, but I feel like they're playing into a little too much. But and I feel like companies definitely do that. But I don't know. For this one, I, it's so dumb. I think it's not bothering me that the fact that there's fucking created a real fridge i feel like it kind of takes commitment opposed to just like a oh silly post or something yeah yeah also her asmr she's doing that yeah i definitely didn't see the whole thing then and the audio is through the roof like the sound and then the rattling of packages and she's definitely playing the asmr side of things and it was so fucking aggravating yeah, I feel like I must have saw, like, on her story or something then, because I feel like all I saw was the... I feel like she was holding the Xbox Series X and then moved it, and the fridge was behind it. I feel like that's all I really saw. Um, But, yeah, I, I think she does a great job on her, whoever's editing the videos. Um, But the initial delivery of it and her opening the exterior box, they did something that I think is an absolute sin. They did that... Uh, Royalty free music of that prank videos used all in 2012. You know, the, you know what music I'm talking about. I feel like I would if I heard it. And it's always followed like royalty free sneaky or something like that. Um, I don't know. It's just real annoying. Uh, but yeah, then I, I hope she kept all of the packaging, every little piece. This is so fucking sick. But I don't think it should stay at her house. I think it should be sent to a museum. There's that new video game museum in Texas. Yeah. That if I have her kind of money, I'm sure it'd be a nice tax tax write off. I'd probably send it to them. Because you, you turn on the fridge, it even the Xbox light lights up. You open the fridge, it makes the noise. The lights inside are green. Uh, if that was sent to me, I'd open it and immediately pack it back up and send it t- to Texas. I, I, but yeah, dude, you should go watch the video with the fucking. <laughs> I don't know if I want to, but I will. You know that kind of music that all prank videos used. Uh, yeah, so that was, uh, that was something. Uh, the, the, the last piece of news for me is someone had posted on Reddit about, uh, the PS5 controller. Did you see the grip? Yeah. The, the little Easter egg in it? Yeah, I remember hearing about that a long time ago, but I didn't know if it was true or not. So seeing it and like, actual now people are having it in their hands. Do you like it? Yeah, I think it's fucking awesome. In case anybody hasn't seen it, you can look at photos, but it's the square, triangle, circle, X, right? Yeah. Square, triangle, so yeah. 
uh, in the texture, a little tiny. You really have to look at it. Yeah, so it just covers the entire entire controller where it's white. So you, from far away, it just looks like it's white. It's not like too gaudy or anything where it's like so obvious. It's like a, I don't know, very, very kind of hidden thing. But if you see it, you can definitely notice it. I'm worried about how nasty mine will get. Oh, it's going to get gross, but I think we talked about that before. It's going to get gross, but at the same time, with the white control I've had there, I've had it for like a year now, and it doesn't. And it's sitting on the floor, so I don't take the best care of it, <laughs> and it's still like bright white. So I feel like maybe we're used to being kids and things getting so much more dirty, and I used to, like I said, my mom used to smoke nonstop, so you know how that stuff would get decolored and everything. So maybe it's also kind of just doesn't matter as much anymore. Yeah. Because you're not sitting there. I know it's like a, a meme, but it is true when you're kids. You're just sitting there eating Cheetos and being disgusting and passing a drawer off every two seconds and friends hanging out and it feels smoke in the house. So I feel like there's a lot less factors now yeah. to make it disgusting. So that's all my news. I try to keep it interesting or stuff that I feel like mainstream doesn't talk about or little snippets here and there. No, I got you. I like that. Um I have quite a few, like I said, but a lot of them I didn't save with the whole news story like we like to talk about. So there'll be some big things, like you said, but also just a lot of little things to like talk about, not really things to read off. And the first one you hinted at was Cyberpunk 2077 being delayed yet again to December 10th. So I think it's 20 days, 21 days till uh, from when it was supposed to come out. Which I know it's a running joke, but I don't know how the fuck this game just keeps getting delayed. <laughs> Do you think it actually comes out this day? Uh, I think they have to. Yeah, I think it's going to. I know everybody's like, oh, yeah, it's easy to say that because you have said it every time. But I feel like every time I talked about this game, I was like, I don't know, I could see it getting delayed. But this time, yeah, I feel like it's going to have to, especially if you go into the new year. I feel like that's going to aggravate people a lot more. Do you see uh, Keely on Twitter? No. Um. Not not Keeley. Yeah, Keely. Game Awards guy? Yeah, Jeff Keeley. Yeah, Jeff Keeley. Yeah, that's him. Duh. Uh, I was getting confused. What's the Xbox expert? Oh, uh, he actually works at Microsoft, Major Nelson. No, 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 the other one. Um, not sure. I can't remember either. I don't know what I'm talking about. But <laughs> I always get them confused with each other. But uh, he said on Twitter that it'll be allowed to be on the next... Um, Game Awards. Oh, yeah, I did see that, yeah. Yeah, I said it wouldn't qualify for this year because uh, it came out too late, kind of like Oscar movies, even though they come out the year of the awards show, does not qualify till the next year. Yeah. Which I'm sure once the awards show happens, people are going to overreact. I think, isn't the awards show on the same day? That'd be funny. Because I'm sure people, with how much they're going to praise that game, are going to lose their minds that they're not giving awards, not realizing that. They can't get awards. I think that's probably why he's getting ahead of himself there. <laughs> um, let me see if I can find the... I thought you might have saw these two people on Twitter uh, taking screenshots of just a few days prior. Somebody was like, hey, can I get confirmation that it comes out this oh, day? yeah. Uh, so I can request off works, no takes backsies. And the legit account responded and was like, uh, total confirmation or something like that. <laughs> two days later, it was delayed. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Granted, the PR, there's no way the fucking PR knew that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, December 10th at 7 o'clock, so same day as Cyberpunk. That's great. We should, uh, 
What is December 10th? If we can, we should try and, uh, I feel like that would be a fun thing to live stream and watch together, watch together for the announcements, but also like, try and guess the awards as they happen. Yeah, I'd be down. As long as uh, I'm not working or something. Yeah. So the next thing I was going to talk about is kind of something else you talked about was, uh, did you see Xbox is also doing a contest to win the uh, Xbox fridge? No. Which I feel like is a lot cooler because it was cool that she had it. And I get why they cool, did it. Cool, I get it. Because they know that millions of people are going to see it, so that's why they do it, free marketing. But also does kind of suck that somebody that could afford that if they wanted to, that they just give it to them for free. I was like, it would be so much cooler if you could give it to a random, actual random person. So I feel like it is cool that they are doing that, and even though only one person's going to get it, I feel like that's a cool idea. I'd still try to get it to Texas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I would I even honestly if we want if I won I might put the receiving address as that Texas <laughs> Oh, I'm you wouldn't s- even try and sell it to him, huh? Yeah. Oh, no, no, this is pure donation. Wow. Yeah, I, I couldn't have that in my house <laughs> The tiniest little thing would happen my OCD would go through the roof um, The next one ties into as well. Did you see Wario 64 the Twitter account we talk about pretty often they tweeted a video of uh, Snoop got Snoop Dogg got a Series X mini fridge. Did you see that video? No. We gotta watch it. It's so great. Um, it looks just like the big fridge, but it's a mini fridge version. Version, and then you open it. I take notes of this. And uh, there's a cake in there that says the uh, original OG gamer. I think is what it says, and it's for him. And I'm pretty positive that there's an actual Xbox Series X in the fridge. It might be cardboard or something but it looks real i'm like is that not gonna ruin it or they like instructions just hey put it in there for a second but then it's just loaded with ridiculous shit that's not xbox related at all and clearly for snoop dogg like uh the uh <laughs> he's dying he's dying um corona the door is filled with alcohol speaking of cigarettes then, do you smell cigarettes right now no but it's probably her smoking outside there yeah, I smell them. That's funny. Um, the door is filled with alcohol, <coughs> which kind of makes sense. You're like, oh, Cognac. Snoop Dogg, maybe. But then uh, the uh, Colt 40. actual fridge is just filled with shit that makes no sense. There's a whole shelf full of orange juice, a whole shelf full, full of milk, or, I mean <laughs> uh, eggs. And then uh, I feel like I should Doesn't spoil the, it. the gamer shed? I'm not sure. I think he has a shed at his house that he hangs out in. It's like a full of gaming shit. Should I spoil the last, the best part of the video? It'll still course. be funny if you see it. So he finishes the video by saying, you know how it is. It's in the game. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That hasn't even been a saying EA Sports for like a decade. It's also Xbox. Uh, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. even even if you're on the right brand, it's still so outdated. But now you're, you're not even... <laughs> he just started up his GameCube. <laughs> it's in the game. Um, all right. So this next one is a smaller thing. Did you see that uh, PlayStation 5 put out what their media remote looks like, which might seem like a silly thing to talk about, but the reason I was uh, a little interested in it and thought we should talk about it is it's a normal media remote, but at the bottom of it, they have buttons for Spotify, YouTube, Disney Plus and Netflix built into the controller, which I know a lot of controllers do. That's nothing groundbreaking, but it's just so weird to see a PlayStation logo underneath that. And I'm just kind of like, yeah, these are all, we're all just one thing now. 
That's good, man. Because I feel like ours at Vizio, or we have Vizio TVs in my house. And the buttons, I feel like companies paid for those buttons. Yeah. Because it's like oh, sling yeah, the, TV. It's like, uh, dude, no one's suppressing <laughs> that. They don't even have a YouTube button, but they have a sling TV button. Yeah. Horse shit. Yeah, no, I wish you could remap those or something, <laughs> even if it doesn't say the right one. Just to, I think someone, I think they're paying money for those places. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, the next one, you probably saw this, is uh, AMC is planning to sell 15 million shares of its stock and it looks as it looks into filing chapter 11 bankruptcy jesus and said so that uh they could be bankrupt by the end of 2020 <sighs> which is terrifying to think about i don't know a lot about um law and bankruptcy and i'm not gonna act that guy no i do but i know a lot of times filing for chapter 11 isn't actually necessarily always bankruptcy it's to try and get out of it even though it technically is filing for bankruptcy is to try and stay afloat so hope that's what it is. Yeah, I think you're right. Let's let's look that up. Chapter eleven, because I hear like uh, I feel like Kmart's filed that a lot. But with how the movie industry is going, it also would not be shocking if they actually went bankrupt, especially because you hear how poorly managed AMC has been for a long time. But that would fucking suck, and uh, I think it'd be hard for movies to come back after that if that were to happen. Um. It gives the debtor a fresh start. It's the most complex of all bankruptcy cases. It's usually the most expensive form of bankruptcy proceedings. Uh, it also looks like they're not the only ones. It looks like J.C. Penney's, Hertz, Neiman Marcus. Um, wow. Chapter 7, I th- I'm trying to remember. I think Chapter Seven's like the... We're done. That's what I thought, yeah. The Chapter 7? I think so. Except we're out. I learned a little bit of this sadly, like I said, I don't know a whole lot, but I learned most of this when I was probably younger than most people would because the Arena Football League. <laughs> I was deep in the message boards at that to get point. Really dark, like my parents had oh, to. Man. I was like, Case well, it is dark that. for me, as you know, but <laughs> maybe more dark than my parents. Um, so I learned way more than I should have, but at a young age, so kind of just knew like granular shit at that point about it. Yeah, I don't know shit either, but I feel like seven was the one where it's like we're done. I hope later. so, because like I said, if they go under, I can't imagine movie theaters be able to last much longer, which it would be so weird to think about. And talking about like uh, the continent and that area, what that turned into, imagine all the giant empty buildings for every movie theater in the country. Was, well, like I told you, listen to Alex Jones on the way over here, so you take that for what it is. But he said, right now in the United States, 50% of the businesses are gone, never coming back. So I don't know. I don't know how accurate that percentage is, but it's getting fucking weird out there. I don't. I don't get how box stores can be open, but these places can't. Yeah. I don't think it's the the corona anymore. Now it's the fact that there's no movies being made. Or yeah. There. I think it's a combination of multiple things. I still think it's definitely the virus is hurting to a certain point because for one, they're not even all all the theaters aren't open yet, especially in like some of the biggest markets like New York City, and I think L.A. Maybe they just opened. But it, th- those alone are huge markets for it that are gone. And then I feel like there's definitely a lot of people that aren't going because of virus still. If, like if you talk to people, like, oh, I'm not going to a movie anytime soon. And then, yeah, definitely a big portion of it is that there's not new movies coming out. But like I talked about, I feel like that's a vicious cycle because I feel like new movies, well, obviously new movies aren't coming out because nobody's showing up. And then if people aren't going because there's not new movies, I don't see where eventually you're going to come to a, an end there eventually. 
I uh, was thinking about this too when I was listening to Alex Jones. Uh, I believe it's been uh, almost a year. I was thinking about about a year since I've been to the theaters for Joker, and I thought oh, about it. it's actually been thirteen movie. months since I've been to a theater. Yeah, we should go see something even if it's a older movie. It's the longest I think I've ever gone without watching a movie. It's definitely the longest I've, because I my first movie. Uh, I had to ask my parents because I wasn't sure, but my parents are quite certain it's Toy Story. So it's, like, not unusual for me to be watching a movie a month since... Oh, yeah. When when did Toy Story fucking come out? 97? Is that right? All right, let's look that up. So this is the longest I've gone without watching a movie. I mean, it probably had a lot to do with the fact I got fired from movie theater and it pissed me off. <laughs> but, um, but then Corona shot that in the face. <laughs> uh... Toy Story 1 release date. I feel like it was 96. I can't remember. That's what I was originally going to say. 95. November well, 22nd, 95. So day before my birthday. You're talking about... What is that? Oh, my God. Is that 25 years? <laughs> so you're talking 24 years of my life I've been watching. I think it's probably an average of a movie a month, if not more. Yeah, we got to change that either for an exciting new movie coming out or... Uh they're bringing back, I know it's not the same, but a lot of really good older movies or movies that have already been out that we could go see. And uh, I don't know, I feel like you would think, see how cool it is. Not that you wouldn't think movies are cool. It's just so weird being away from it for so long because that's how I was till I went somewhat recently. You do going in and you're supposed to in the theaters when you're not eating or drinking, but as soon as you're in there, nobody's wearing them because okay. by default, nobody's within six feet of you. So if all these guidelines are supposed to keep you safe then there's no reason to and also i'm almost never at a theater without a drink or food anyway so it's not i don't have to like break the rules i can still naturally do it anyways yeah i'd be i'd be down to go watch some especially if one of these smaller theaters are open or uh go support amc yeah yeah sounds good to me um you probably heard about this next one but uh phil spencer was hinting at um what sounds like Xbox TV streaming sticks. Did you hear about this? No. This is oh, news. really? It would be, it was just an interview, so it's not anything confirmed or anything, but it sounds like what an Amazon, like a Fire Stick or a Chromecast would be. Mm. But uh, some people are saying... Streaming they, games off of it? Yeah, they think it would be kind of like the, uh, the PlayStation TV where it would need your Xbox still as like your home set up and then that way you could put your xbox stick in a different room and play from there i think what they're doing i think would be way smarter with how they're trying to handle things is that um that stick is not connected to the system at all unless you want it to be and that's just an added bonus but all you need is a stick and a controller and you could do x cloud and game pass yep. i feel like especially because game pass eventually is going to have they're saying they're molding that into x cloud and you can play everything streaming now hasn't phil phil spencer said a couple of times too they're like try to talk to him about sony and nintendo and he's like yeah. they're not even our biggest competitors yeah it's google and amazon so i could see that i think that's a really cool idea yeah i, I think just that'd... think my chromecast it just broke oh really i have two broken ones that i've reset tried everything i just they'll act like they were trying to work and then nothing will happen after resetting them if those came out i definitely because the smart TV function in Vizio is so... I have a 2014 model, and then Renee has a 2016 model. And I don't know if they just let them with updates. They just get shittier and shittier. But I would I would 
This is this is so exciting because I'd buy the shit out of them. I'm surprised you're having uh, such issues with Vizio because I know you've always been a fan like me. And oh, yeah. I really like mine. Like I said, I don't like the buttons that are default that way, but I have small issues. But besides that, I really enjoy it and think all that stuff's super useful. It'll, you can press the buttons on the remote and it'll take you to those apps, but trying to go to the home and do the smart function is just completely stuck. Really? Won't do huh. anything. And then sometimes it'll randomly work. Yeah, mine has a reverse issue. Sometimes it'll randomly not work, but, you know, as all the technology is, we... You've been on Xbox or PlayStation and all this stuff with me and having to reset shit. Some technology is just going to do that, but that's not like the normal thing for me. It's just kind of weird. And the Chromecast, you'll start up and you'll just see their pretty pictures that they have and nothing. It'll say, like, can't connect to Wi-Fi. Yeah, one of ours did that, but it also, I think, is five years old at this point. We use it, like, every day, so that's kind of more understandable. And I buy a new one, it works just the way the other one did before it broke. Uh, Renee's dad gave me a Gen 1, the very first one. He's like, yeah, we we got fire sticks. We don't need this anymore. So I'm going to try that one out. But if a Gen 1 works and this, yeah, uh-huh. fucking, I think it's a Gen 3 or whatever they call it. But, yeah, dude, if Xbox came out with something, I'd definitely grab two of them at least. Yeah, I think that makes complete sense, especially because they're trying to be everywhere. And that's why I don't think it would connect to your home console. I get the use of that because it would be cool to have multiple xboxes in rooms without paying for another one but i feel like with their approach to business is definitely uh specific to x cloud and game pass to be able to buy a controller and your subscription and start playing games no matter what system you do or don't have i do think it'd be cool if uh if it is what i'm thinking if it was enhanced if you have a system like it could recognize everyone in your house and that way it could stream the games you have downloaded and everything just as an added bonus. But I can't imagine that's what the, if this is real to begin with, obviously. I can't imagine that's what the prime use for it is. That'd be kind of surprising. It'd be so cool, too, if it looked like a mini console. Yeah. I'd be all over that. Um, the next one is kind of a smaller thing again. Did you hear about uh, the company Plate Stations? No. Um, it's Plate is in like a... Yeah, like a faceplate, which is probably tells you oh. what this is going to be. But uh, I thought it was PlayStation. I was like, wait, why are they announcing PlayStation 5? This has already been announced. But, yeah, it's uh, called PlayStation, and um, they're $40 covers. They come in uh, red, blue, and silver so far. And uh, they're to take those white panels off and then turn into different colors. Somebody brought the point that unless they have, like, a dev kit or something – or they figure out the exact measurements. These are pre-ordered right now, so you can already pre-order them. Unless they're waiting to manufacture them until maybe afterwards, but because somebody brought the point that was they don't have the right measurements and these things just don't fit. (laughs) But uh, maybe they are waiting to actually produce them till after all the orders come through. But I think it's really cool and kind of silly that PlayStation isn't the company doing that. But uh, I don't know, they... um, I think it's a really cool idea and we talked about how we much we love 360 face plates and everything and i told you i don't know if you looked into your ps4 at all yet about the yeah. uh the face plate that's so weird to me that that was a thing and neither of us knew nope so we'll see how this goes um this one was for you did you see playstation cover or a partner with uh travis scott for some reason i don't really know what the partnership is but really he's gonna work into their advertisements you always talk about him on this Straight podcast up. so I thought I would uh, bring that in here. I love him. I think he's a he's a marketing genius. 
Well, I guess that's why PlayStation hired him for that then. I'm serious, man. I think the... I heard about him through, uh, I think, SoundCloud or Hot New Hip Hop or something. And then we worked with a guy that was, like, way too into him. You remember? No. Oh, God, what was his name? Dylan. Oh, did he like him? Yeah. Okay. Um, I think when I noticed, like, Jesus, he's really good at marketing, he made his own action figure and then tied a music video into it. And just, like, with the Fortnite shit and McDonald's. Uh, he's one of those guys where it's like... Not only does he have talent, but he also has that weird thing where he has talent mixed with a good business mindset. Like, uh, uh, he works with the the, f- the videographer of uh, Kanye West. Did a really good documentary with uh, his name's White Trash Tyler. He's also from Ohio. Um, I recommend watching their documentary, but I don't know. He's just really inspirational. Like, God damn. The fact that he has like that perfect combination of talent mixed with yeah. the business mindset and the combination of those two just seeing the weird shit that comes out is just so great um I don't know I like him he kind of he reminds me of Kanye West a lot I know they're really close too so <laughs> but yeah that's that's a, that's exciting yeah I guess we'll see what happens with him and PlayStation then um the, the fucking next- zoomers are gonna go nuts over that <laughs> The next thing I was going to talk about was, did you see the update coming out for Gears 5? No. I won't spoil anything because I know you haven't beat it or played it yet. But they announced a lot of new stuff coming November 10th, but I'm kind of confused what it is. It said there's a campaign coming where you can play as Dave Batista as Marcus Phoenix, and he's voicing him, and they changed his appearance, which I think is super fucking weird. I know that um, you've probably seen when they've been talking about a Gears movie, he's uh, been pushing himself oh, yeah. to be Marcus Phoenix. Yeah. So I get it to a point, but I feel like it's really weird to just kind of turn him into a different character because I feel like all of us, I make fun of Marcus Phoenix, but all of us recognize him. And uh, what's the dude's name that voiced him that played Bender in uh, Futurama? Oh, I forget. He'd done a bunch of video game stuff, though, too. Yeah, but... Anya! Yeah. <laughs> His voice is awesome and like a, a recognizable thing now, and I feel like that's weird to just remove him from that. I get Dave Bautista wants to be him and be the character, but I feel like it'd been much cooler to create a separate thing for him. John DiMaggio. Yeah, there we go. Um, John DiMaggio. But it, confusing. I can't tell if this is. He says he's going to be Marcus Phoenix. The Gears War account does. And there'll be uh, a lot more coming November 10th. And then there's new DLC coming out called Hive Busters, which is um, story campaign DLC, which is interesting. But I don't know if that's what this is, because the way they talk about it sounds like you play the original Gears 5 and Dave Bautista is Marcus Phoenix, which, like I said, sounds so weird to me. Anya! <laughs> and even if he is going to be Marcus Phoenix, maybe like this DLC is like, a later date or earlier, and that's why you have a different voice. Kind of makes sense and different appearance. But I don't know the way you present it makes it sound like High Busters is a DLC campaign that is separate from Dave Batista's thing, and Dave Batista is just a added bonus to uh, change the original campaign, which sounds super weird to me. You know who I think he should play instead of him? Um, Dom. Yeah, I was trying to remember his name. Yeah. 
seeing that's what I'm saying. There's so many characters that, or even a new character they could play. I don't know why the hell you change him. I feel like even though you don't even see his face, I feel like I'd be changing like Master Chief's voice. That'd be so weird to just be like, oh, now we have The Rock voicing Master Chief. <laughs> but what? <clears throat> yeah, that'd be weird. I don't know how I feel about that. We'll have to see. Yeah. And like I said, they make it more confusing talking about that DLC with it. So, yeah, I guess, well, November 10th is not that far away, which is nuts. I wonder if they talk to John DiMaggio, like, hey, we're doing this. Yeah, I hope so, because we kind of fucked up. Like uh, when they did uh, <clears throat> Child's Play with uh, Mark Hamill. Yeah. They never talked to the original voice actor. Yeah, it would be cool if they did talk to him, because I'm sure it was somebody like him that is definitely on a lower scale and seems like a really nice, normal guy. He'd probably, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I'd love to see his version of it. But yeah, to... The way that I see it kind of just seems like he's kind of like pushed down, like, hey, we got this big name now, which seems kind of fucked up. But I guess it'll depend on how they handled it, which I'm sure we'll never figure out. <laughs> um, the next one is something I talked about in here a couple times was the uh, Beat Saber multiplayer coming to uh, PlayStation VR, which is already out on um, the PC versions. But they said that PS4 is delayed and they're working as hard as they can on it. And they would have a release date at some point. And it says that it's taking longer than they thought and that they're hoping to have everything done by January. And everybody lost their minds and said how um, they're just making excuses and moving everything back. Which I'm sure you remember I said how companies are going to take advantage of this time. But I feel like uh, with uh, this scenario, I feel like I don't know what the hell people are complaining about because it's free DLC. And they're a super small developer, and they're actually being upfront and updating things as they go. So I'm kind of confused about the outrage about this. It seems kind of weird to me. I think it's a an added bonus and not something you should be expected to begin with. No, I agree 100%, but we get pretty pretty entitled yeah. expecting <laughs> things. Um, the next one was, I forgot this is even coming out, if I'm being honest with you. But I know to a lot of people this would matter especially if this is your only system ea delayed uh apex legends on switch till next year which like i said i forgot that was even a thing but like i said if that was your only system i could definitely see why you'd be really bummed out about that again it's free so not complaining or anything but be bummed about it yeah i just don't see a lot of people playing that on switch either yeah it is cross play right that should i think so that would help a lot since you'd have a huge audience with everybody on there. Yeah. Um, I meant to look more into this. Do you know anything about Redbox free live TV? It sounds like kind of like Vizio's uh, TV thing that we have or what do you call it? Blank on the other ones. But one of those TV services because it says uh, Redbox free live TV comes to Xbox One consoles. And uh, it says available now. Hmm. And it says there's over 80 channels on it. But uh forgot to look more into it. But it might be worth downloading because it's free anyways. Yeah, I'd definitely check that out. Yeah. Um, Dude, I have a cable. My dad found Vizio the other day, and he was, he was like, oh, it's got an antenna built in. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah that's funny. <laughs> Such a boomer thing to say. Um, We can maybe talk about this on a different episode unless you read about it. Because I can't tell if this is one of those specific things that they're kind of pushing their narrative. Did you hear about um, Facebook, how it um, deletes your Oculus purchase, or deletes your, if you delete your Facebook, it'll delete your Oculus purchases. Jesus. Since uh, it's connected through Facebook. 
No, that sucks. Yeah, and then even worse is, uh, like I said, I want to look into this because I don't know if this shit's true. But where is it on here? Facebook's getting weird, man, especially with some, like, this election meddling stuff and uh, blocking of accounts and deleting uh, articles. I, I don't know, man. I can't find the other one. There's something super weird if you have more than one Oculus, how it's blocking stuff, which, if anything, that'd be your, like, most loyal supporters of people that have multiple. But maybe we can talk about that on another episode since we can look more up into it. Yeah, social media is getting weird. Um, Especially Facebook. Do you hear Facebook got... Uh, there's a rumor that they're trying to figure out how to... Um, the best way to curate posts on there. And they've hired five people from Communist China that worked in the censorship department. Uh, no, I didn't hear to, about that. To work on uh, Facebook's censorship. Hmm. I don't know how truthful this is, um, but it's really fucking creepy. <laughs> and Mark Zuckerberg is such a weird robot, too, already, so I don't like it. Um, did you hear uh, Colin Moriarty talk about him on the, one of the latest podcasts? Did you hear him? Maybe. He said he fucking loves him, and it sounded like an ironic, like, humorous way. It said He said in the funniest way, it said that uh, he's turning into, like, a... Uh, um, a synthetic human and he's just like becoming one with the internet and like even the way he speaks and everything <laughs> yeah just like the the bad dystopian internet though <laughs> not like the good like freedom part of it oh he's so weird um, he's here smoking meats <laughs> he's trying so hard to be human do you hear every year or two he tries to remove one thing out of his lifestyle and go back to like a like, this year was, he doesn't eat meat unless he killed it. No. <laughs> Probably fucking humans, too. Freezer's full of humans. I'm smoking this man. I mean, meat. <laughs> I killed him myself. The uh, next thing on here is a really weird one. Uh, did you see this thing about Guillermo del Toro? Mm-hmm. When he was wanting to make the Halo movie, his idea was to have the Master Chief have a twin in the Halo movie. I don't know why that would. I don't know. He's always. Yeah, I'd say he's so fucking weird. I like some of his stuff, but I feel like that's. He was just forcing it and be like, whoa, that's weird. And there's two of them. I just thought that was odd. Yeah, I don't. I think if you're making shit like that, you should not be fucking with the story. Like the yeah. new Monster Hunter movie does not sound good. You don't think so? I thought it looked kind of cool. Did you hear the premise? No. So that's, that's the part that's throwing me off. It's uh, like here, right now in this reality. Uh, some military soldiers get sucked into the monster monster hunter world. Hmm. Yeah, it's like, dude, you already had like a perfect story. Why you guys got to do that? Yeah, because I pure hitting on a trailer, but I thought the trailer was cool. I don't know if you saw it. Okay, here I found the. This is from October twentieth. Um, an insider says, uh, "God damn it, these fucking." Thousand ads pop up. That's what I want anymore. What, what is with news websites anymore with their ads? Then if you turn ad blocker on, or they want subscriptions. I just want to read your fucking news. Um, so Facebook has hired six. So it's six Chinese nationals for its hate speech engineering team. <laughs> Does that sound dystopian or what? <laughs> engineering team. God damn it. 
Um, a, Mark, you're such a weird fucker. <laughs> uh, we should definitely look more into the Oculus thing, especially with your curiosity about Facebook, because I found the other one. It says Facebook is banning Oculus owners with multiple VR headsets. Again, I don't know how true that is, and seems really fucking weird. That's why I don't know if it's kind of like pushing something that maybe isn't true, because that makes no sense. Cause that means you bought multiple generations. That's weird, because first of all, you're slapping your biggest supporters in the face. <laughs> Uh, and then it gets weird, too, because it's like you want that one tied to that person. Like, what other weird shit are you doing? <laughs> I have a coworker that's crazy into VR and all this shit, and he's just so excited for Ready Player One life. <laughs> he's like, shit, man, if I could just sit at home. And I'm telling you, man, we get Andrew Wang in there, get, uh, what is that called, uh, where they send you money each month? Stimulus? I mean, uh, universal oh, income. That, yeah. If we get him in there, man, and just like, dude, what are you asking for? You're <laughs> asking, like, Ready Player One, that was a negative of it. And he's like, talking about Ready Player One, the ending, when he's walking past all the loot and not picking it up. He's like, man, I'd pick up all that loot. He's like, that's the purpose of it. He's saying, like, walk away from the fucking VRs. And you're like, dude, I want to attach and just disappear and into it. It's like, dude, Jesus Christ. I used to think, like, 1984 could never happen, but it's, uh, it's slowly happening, and it's not being pushed on us by the government. It's it's ourselves accepting it. I don't think the founding fathers ever planned that American citizens would would want these things. You know? Yeah. They always thought like it'd be like some huge government coming to take it, but no, there was. <laughs> yes, I'm a sheep. Push me in over here. Yep. <laughs> yes, do this. You're right. Safety. Huh. <laughs> <sighs> Um, the <laughs> Zuckerberg. The next one is again something I want to try for myself. It's from GameSpot. I don't know if you saw the Last of Us remastered, the original Last of Us. Got a an update to prepare for PS5, but on PS4, the um, initial load screen took 90 seconds, and since the update happened, it was cut down. To under 14 seconds. Whoa. On a PS4, not like on not a PS5. A um, just says PS4 on here. But either way, that's crazy. That an update that's preparing them for a PS5, which is supposed to give you crazy load times, takes almost 80 seconds off it for the current generation. And that's all I want to try for myself because if that's true, that even makes it more confusing why we need the next generation and what they've been doing on this generation. If they could just update something and have 80 seconds of load time go away. Well, you got to think, too, that that game came out right at the launch of PS4. And we're at the end of the generation, so maybe there's something they've learned. Yeah. Um, I feel like The Last of Us 2 has even longer than 14-second load times. Really? Yeah, so... It seems weird to me that mm. it kind of like unlocked this ability. Yeah, I'd like to know the back end of that, how that works. I'm sure it'd be way over my head, though. I want to try it for myself, like I said, anyways, but I feel like GameSpot should be pretty trustworthy with something like that, especially something that's not really like a real news story. Um, the next one, I'm curious if you ever played it. I fucking loved it. Did you ever play 1 vs. 100 on Xbox 360? It was like the game, sto game show style. Um, it was a game show, wasn't it? One yeah. Two. Yeah. Um, yeah, it wasn't real With life. With avatars. But, yeah. 
Yeah. And they had a, it was actually like set times you had to get on. They had a real host on there. I do remember people, I never played it, but I do remember oh, my friends playing it. That, not for the best, uh, the biggest audience, but I was right up my alley. I was like, this is so cool. And me and Derek were like playing around the times to make sure we're in the, um, in the game show. And if you're got selected to be in the one or the 100, it was so exciting. Cause if not, you're just stuck in the audience watching everybody. But, um, do you ever get in the 100 or one? I got in the 100 multiple times, never the one, unfortunately. And I got decently far, but never enough to win anything. Cause that was the other cool thing to win real prizes with this shit. And like I said, the actual having a real host read these ridiculous gamer tags and <laughs> the whole thing was just so nuts and surreal, but such Stoner a cool X idea. Stoner yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, But I thought it was weird how they just abandoned it, especially with now the current climate of how games are and like these massive games. I feel like something like this would thrive like crazy. Even if it's not a game show, you could do different styles of like live audience kind of things. And... Um, what was that one everyone was playing for a while? Everybody put oh, their cell phones out. Phone. Um, oh, my God. I was doing it, too, and now you caught me off guard. I know you're talking over about. over enunciate everything. <laughs> uh, Welcome back. Today's theme is going to be Star hilarious. Wars. <laughs> what? That guy's hilarious. Oh, yeah. Or the, the people that replace him sometimes, too. Yeah, those people are not usually as funny. But yeah. The main host was actually genuinely funny. And then um, they would just be like real easy questions, and then out of nowhere, just the killer question. HQ trivia, that's what it was. HQ trivia. Um, but Phil Spencer was also hitting that in the same interview that I referenced earlier, that they may return to a 1 vs. 100 style game with a Series X. Oh, that'd be cool. And like I said, it seems kind of silly not to do something like that, even if it's not a game show, which I prefer you could do so many different versions of that for different style of games. Um, especially with how much people love Battle Royales and these massive games. Did you see the uh, special edition Mandalorian controller that, or controller that Xbox put out? No. I'll just show you a picture. I can maybe put in the video, but I think you're going to love it. And it comes with a oh, charging wow. station. I was like, man, that is so fucking Basically, cool. Basically, like it's like a silver armor with the Mandalorian symbol on the handle. Yeah, and then a little charging pod with the Mandalorian helmet on it. I thought that was one of the cooler ones I've seen a lot of times. Cool. Can you buy I, that? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Um, Is it for the Series X? I think so. I'll look it up after this. I know it's a buying thing, not like one of those one-off giveaways. Um, the next thing was Destruction All-Stars was uh, originally planned to be a PS5 launch game. That was the game that kind of looked like Twisted Metal, if you remember. But That's like, the one where they, when they were going over the UI, he's like, and we're going to jump yeah, in. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. But they delayed it, um, but the positive about the delay is it's coming to PlayStation Plus in February, so everybody will have it for free anyways. Yeah, that, that game probably needs to immediately Yeah, I'm sure that'll play. help it, yeah. Um, let's see, what else? Oh, this one surprised me, but nobody's really reporting it, so I don't know if I'm reading it wrong, but we'll just read it word for word. So off of IGN, it said, Zombies... Um, Onslaught, a time PlayStation exclusive, uh, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War two-player way survival mode will eventually come to PC and Xbox starting November 1st, 2021, which... What the hell? The new one's <laughs> out by then. That's what I was going to say. That's why I don't know why nobody's been talking about it, or I don't know if that's just like zombies going to be in all of them, but that's a certain zombie mode exclusive PS5 and PS4. But... uh yeah, so that 
Am I reading that wrong? No, it says 2021. Uh, that is nuts. I don't know. Sucks. So that seems like a, a big win for uh, PlayStation there. Um, Maybe in 2012. <laughs> I don't know if anyone's really talking about Call of Duty Zombies anymore. I don't think so either. And like I said, I've waited for years and years for it to just fucking drop off. But every year it's one of the top selling games somehow. And I feel like I hear, still hear people talk about zombies all the time. I never even like zombies on Call of Duty, so I have no reason to defend it. Um, I know you brought this up a while ago. I can't remember if there was a release date because it came back up, but the Crash Bandicoot game on the on phones, the Crash on the Run, is uh, coming to Android and iOS in spring of 2021. I don't know if it had a release date before. But, I think so. Okay. Um, and then November 17th, um, the Mario 3D All-Star Collection that we have is getting an update to add inverted camera to all three games because they realized that go. real gamers play games still. So well, it's also how they came out. I don't know why that wasn't added. In I know the first I place. thought that was fucking weird. Um, I wouldn't use it, but I know that's like especially people speed run. Yeah. What the fuck? Um. The next one is from Netflix. You probably saw this, that uh, they're doing an Assassin's Creed series. I didn't. Oh, really? It's news to me. Yeah, they're making an Assassin's Creed series, and the uh, executive good. producers are two people from Ubisoft, which I think is a good sign, so they're not just getting any people that don't know anything about games. And uh, I'm sure people are going to hate on because every video game property has turned into other media people hate on, even the movie, which I don't think was great, but I think it was perfectly fine and had some cool ideas. But I think... A show even more so, if they do it right, could be really cool. I don't really, I'm not a big fan of the games, but like I said, I love the world of Assassin's Creed, and I think the coolest part is the part they ignore the most in the game. The, uh, what do they call it, the Atomus, is that it? And um, being in the future, but being able to go to other time periods and affect history and everything, I feel like they could do a different time period in each episode or a different set piece and do really cool things with it if they do it right. Well, they don't affect the time, right? They're just reliving their ancestors' life? Is that what it is? I, I can't remember. I think it'd be cool if it could affect it, but you also, if that's not the case, you wouldn't want to change that because then people lose their minds. Also, that, that storyline got so con- con- uh, especially with that, that section of the story. Yeah. And then you might have seen this one. You'll probably be a fan of it. it says it's from Cheap Ass Gamer, which we reference a lot in here. GameStop will soon stop gutting new games and will instead have generic boxes for the customers to take to the counter. Only the top 200 best-selling games. Um, okay, yeah. Everything not in the top 200 will need to ask if they actually have it now since there will be no box on display, which that part could be annoying, but I think majority of the stuff they're going to have in stock. And I think for the plus side of not having the games opened, I think it's a better than... The annoyance of making sure they have a game. Yeah, I think people are pissed off at GameStop. They're getting pretty ridiculous. Someone posted in a group the other day. Uh, I don't know if you guys know, people listening, but GameStop has a bad habit of saying something's new and then it just being open. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone posted the other day in uh, Metal Jesus Rocks group. Uh, he bought a new item and it literally came in a clear case and it was just the cart, switch cart. You, I think I talked on here. You also heard having you that. 
people who work there that said that they're open because they got to take them home for two weeks and play them. Yeah. So they're also actually being potentially being used games. Yeah. Not just like they opened it to take the disc out. They're playing full price. Uh-huh. So I like that, but hopefully, what does that mean for used games? I think it's going to hurt their sales a lot, too, because how many times people just walk up to the shelves and are just like, oh, what's this? Yeah. And I think the the normies are not going to like look up shit before they go in there and ask about certain games. Well, it's at the top 200 games, so by that point, most of those used games, like those kind of games, should be regular boxes, right? I think so. That's what I'm thinking. Like, So used will still be out on the floor? That's what it seems like, unless it's like, um, I don't know, the new Call of Duty a week after it comes out, because that would definitely be a top 200 game, even at used. Yeah, that's good. Okay, I kind of like that. Should free up some space in there too. They yeah. need they need some room, make uh-huh. some room for pop figures and socks and <laughs> wallets and uh, wallets with chains and uh, little toys and figures. You gotta make some more room for those. Um, just a few more things. I know it's a lot of news. That sounded really negative. That those <laughs> things probably saved GameStop. That really I'm sure they helps a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, this one is confusing. It's from. Um, where is this from? Xbox New Zealand, which I didn't even know had an account. <laughs> but they said, uh, tune in for an Xbox Power of Dreams event on November 9th. And no one's really sharing it. And they're the only ones that tweeted it, not the American account or the other ones. So I don't know if it's going to be specific to them, but a lot of people are talking to rumors of what they're going to announce or a studio acquisition or something. But that's a day before the console comes out. So we can pay attention, but I feel like it's more than likely just kind of a marketing tool that close. I can't imagine they would drop some bombshell because it's not really going to change purchases the next day when all the systems are already accounted for anyways. But I thought we should reference it in case it is something crazy that happens. Um, and then I can't remember if we talked about it um, on the podcast or after we were done last time, but EA Play is not on... Uh, part of Game Pass Ultimate yet, because Xbox tweeted two days ago that EA Play will be um, added, let's see, in two weeks from when they posted this a couple days ago, and that any remaining time that you have on your EA Play account will be rounded and converted into Game Pass Ultimate, and your EA uh, Play account will automatically be canceled and not charged for anymore. What are you at, like three years now? Um, I think so, but it's saying any that you have left, not like your entire history, just any time you have, like if I paid for five months going forward, that they would convert. The, oh, you mean my game pass? I don't have that much. I think it's two years, but still that's into the next generation. So that's yeah. crazy. Um, but see oh this one was big i don't know if you saw this this happened right before the podcast i saved it but chris lee the uh studio hud at 343 stepped down today did you see that or was announced to step down no i didn't and uh it's not a good sign yeah that's uh i'm worried about that one um wow i mean it would suck for him it could be a good sign potentially with uh we talked a few episodes ago about um, Joseph Staten coming back in, and he was like the the that. biggest guy at Bungie. Mm-hmm. So it would be kind of shitty, but 
The timing seems weird. I'm wondering if he kind of took over and they pushed him out because of all the negativity. And he got pushed out of Bungie from Destiny, right? Yeah. yeah he had like a whole system set up for Destiny and they kind of yeah. threw that in the shitter. So it sucked for this Chris Lee dude if they did just kind of push him to the side, but he had a, a statement leaving. He said that... Uh, um, oh, it's not on here, but... Yeah, I saw had, when he came back, man. That was exciting. I was like, man, what he's going to do if he's going to... Yeah, I was excited about that too, and I thought he could help not take over the project, but help these people that like Halo but maybe don't have the best idea for it. Um, but a lot of people are thinking he would just take over and kind of helmet, and maybe that is what happened, and maybe this guy was kind of forced to step down, or maybe he's just like, I'm not really in control of this anymore like I thought it would be. Yeah, also, I don't think it was going as well as they wanted to, so it should have been one of those things where, and this happens a lot in corporate, where they ask you to step down. Yeah. Which is you getting fired. Uh-huh. That's what I'm wondering. Face. He did put out a statement, I meant to save it, but uh, that uh, he's looking forward to uh, Halo coming out still, and he's only leaving because he knows the team's in a good spot, and he wants to try something new in his career. That was like uh, the fucking guy... Uh this happened a few weeks ago with, um, damn it, he left to go <laughs> work with wild animals. Oh, yeah, from, uh... It's almost verbatim yeah. of what his statement was, too. What is his name? It's gonna bug me now. Um, Michelle Ansel. Yeah, yeah, he worked for, uh, worked with, uh, what was his big game? Rayman. Yeah, and, uh, um... Beyond Good and Evil? Yeah. Yeah, he was always working on the sequel. That's exactly what he says. Like, they're in a good place, good hands. Yeah. So I can see this many different ways, and I think this is the first one I see where I do, am kind of like, oh, man, I don't know. But like I said, it could actually end up being a positive, and it seems like odd timing that he'll leave right after this. I also can't imagine he was the uh, dude in the uh, presentation for Halo Infinite. I don't know if you remember that during E3. So I'd imagine he's probably gotten nothing but shit since that, <laughs> and probably like, I'm fucking, I'm done with this. Gotta head out. Yeah. Um. Then two more quick things. PlayStation is giving away free adapters for their PSVR camera to be able to function on PS5. You have to get on their website and type in your serial number of your um, VR processor, and then I don't know how it's gonna work. Would they send you one? I'm not getting a PS5 right away, but I think I'll probably just do that to see what the process is. I don't know if you're going to have to pay for shipping or anything. But I feel like it's one of those things they might do for a couple months, and then if you don't have it, you're out of luck. So I better just get it out of the way and then have it waiting here for whenever I get a PS5. It's a good idea. Yeah. It's kind of shitty that it's not already just built in there. Can't imagine they couldn't have done that. But it is what it is, I guess. I'm waiting for the next VR to get announced. Yeah. Um... Then the last thing I saw, again, right before the podcast, um, I was pretty bummed about this, actually, even though I haven't played it, which is probably part of the reason it's not happening now and probably kind of blame myself. But do you see their closing gears pop on April 26, 2021? Um, dang, I didn't. I was just thinking about the game the other day. Um, I did not expect that. I did hear that it got a little too uh, pay to win. I can um, see that, yeah. After some updates. Man, I haven't played that in forever. But that's yeah, sad. me either. That's, like I said, it was sad, but I'm like, I'm probably part of the issue why they're 
cancel and all of us are like, wait, don't cancel it. We want to play it. And, uh, you know, none of you are playing it. <laughs> but uh, also, I think it's kind of cool that they're giving it such a lead way to be able to. April 26th is quite a while away, so it's not like next week. So I gave you plenty of time to try and play more and also get the achievements because that's the thing I'm most bummed about. My man, achievements are going to be gone forever after that. But that gives you a decent amount of time to try and get whatever you want to do. That was a fun little game. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know like I got out before it. the issues of yeah. pay to win. Um, I know news went on forever there, so do you want to get into media pickups? I actually don't have any this week. Really? Yeah. I'm trying to get better about that, especially if uh, I'm getting – if I definitely want to pick up this new Xbox, i got to chill. I was going to ask you, are you doing it? I don't know. I'm going back. I'm back and forth. I don't think I should. But at the same time, I can't find anybody that wants it, and I'm like, Saying two more episodes from now, you'll have it in your hands if you have it right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. Um, well, that's crazy. I have more than you, and my only pickup is uh, um, uh, what do you call it? A digital game. I was gonna say virtual. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I bought Pumpkin Jack on Xbox One. Oh, so you're streaming that? Yeah. Um. I can talk more about that when uh, we talk about what we've been playing. If you want to start, you can uh, get in what you've been playing. Yeah, man. Uh, I beat Man of Madon with you. That's right. I think that night or the next night. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really liked it, man. I, I'm excited to play more of the of the next one coming out at the end of the month. Um, I'm glad you told me about the tech issues, the glitching and the fuck-ups, because I feel like it prepared me mentally to... <laughs> To expect those things. Yeah, so it didn't bother me as much. Yeah. Um, And then Witcher 1, I went back to it. I know I haven't played that since May. Going back, still enjoying it. It's a fun little RPG. It's funny you said that when I was testing out the audio of the podcast, like the actual podcast, I heard you talking about that. And I mean, it seems like another another time (laughs) place right now. Yeah, I'm going back through and playing it. Um, I've realized i got to throw on a podcast because it gets a little boring i mean it's a little bit older rpg too so it's kind of just click and let it do its thing um but i feel like keyboard and mouse is perfect for those games um i had an issue with star wars the knights of the old republic both of them um due to the fact of just i don't know i just can't get into them man i've played on mobile and i've played on console i think next i'm going to play on pc and see if they're better um. Yeah, but I think the keyboard and mouse is just perfect for those games. Yeah, and I couldn't play the original Dragon Age on console either. That, that way, oh, just like just pressing A and then your character <laughs> strike. But I don't know. There's something about it on PC. It's a little bit easier. Combat's a little bit easier with the all of those buttons and just throwing on music or a podcast in the background. No, I hear you. <clears throat> That's all for you this week. Yeah. Yep. I gotcha. Like I said, I've, uh, or like you said, we beat Man of Madon. Had fun playing that again. Um, then, like we also talked about, I've playing uh, Pumpkin Jack. Did you see I did preparing for Extra Life, our first 24 hour stream? When I was playing Pumpkin Jack? You, you did it for 24 hours? I did. I probably played, I did two separate streams. The first one was two hours, the second one was probably about an hour and a half. And then, probably about um, 23 hours of it sitting on stream ending. 
because I forgot to actually click oh the stream. Oh my god, that's great! I went to look why the video wasn't uploading the next day, and it said I was still live, but I was about to go into work. Oh, shit, I guess that's just gonna be live for the rest of the day. <laughs> it wasn't actually. I was on like the stream ending screen, so it wasn't like capturing anything here because that could have been awkward if I was doing anything in here or something. <laughs> um, but look, so there's no audio and nothing. You be but careful, there's a couple of streamers that got. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> That's why at least I clicked the stream ending thing, but then you had to click actual end stream to end it. But uh, it sucks because I was having a lot of fun with this game. It's not going to ruin the game for me, but I was going to put out another video and probably be able to beat it in the three videos and put them all up. Mm -hmm. But now that second video is definitely just, I'm going to have to delete it because there's no way to, um, it said the video is too long to edit on YouTube, so I can't cut out those 22 hours or whatever. So I'm just going to have to abandon it. So now it's going to be a little awkward because I have like the first two levels on one video and then like the last three on another video and just nothing in between. How much but, was the game? Um, It was only $17 and I've already played three and a half hours or over three and a half hours of it. So um, <laughs> worth it to me and I have money on my Microsoft account so I didn't actually spend any real cash anyways. Were you just looking for Halloween games? Um, I wasn't actually even searching. It just, uh, what did I, yeah, I did search. I searched pumpkin for some reason. Actually, <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I was searching that. And then I was like, how's pumpkin jack? So I was like, ah, it's not on Game Pass or anything. I was like, yeah, I have money in my account. I'll buy it without really knowing much about it. And yeah, I'm having a lot of fun. Like I said, it's, uh, reminds me. Holy cow. What's up? Uh, really highly reviewed is it really 10 out of 10 on steam and google users 97 percent like this that's shocking because i'm having a lot of fun with it but to me it kind of feels like a a game from another time it feels like the graphics are definitely not at this level they're not amazing but it feels like a ps1 or 64 platformer style game it reminded me of conquers with a little bit i watched of i could see a little bit of that yeah i think what helped is you run around a barn Oh, yeah. I, I know every part you're talking about. Yeah, and the, then it reminds me a lot of uh, in Conquers that uh, the Pitchfork, yeah. Pitchfork uh -huh. uh, guy. Yeah, and see, that's another game that's right in my alley. I think it's uh, a lot like Medieval, which is a close comparison with something I didn't think about for a while, which was weird because I feel like that's almost one-to-one. -one. It just came out, too, it looks like. It uh, did, yeah. I think the day I bought it, that's why it was so everything was so weird to me. I was like, this doesn't happen anymore. So I was worried, but I was always want to try and do something different. And having a show of fun with it. Like I said, you got to know what it is. You got to like those kind of old school platformer adventure games. And nothing truly special about it, but just exactly what I've been looking for. And I complain how they don't make games like that anymore. So I'm glad I got it when I did and supported it. Destructoid gave it a 7. Listed as good. Yeah, I'm surprised even getting that high. I think it's good. And I'd probably give it like an eight or something without beating it just right now thinking about it this is crazy 606 people have reviewed it on steam and 10 out of 10 i don't think i've ever seen a 10 out of 10 that's fucking nuts huh um so yeah i'm gonna stream that again before halloween and actually finish it because i talked about all this kind of stuff but this one i was gonna stick with i said kill my motivation a little because i wanted to be able to have a youtube video for each of them and that 24 hour one really fucked me over but uh it hasn't killed my excitement for the game. I wasn't playing just a stream. I just wanted, I thought it'd be cool to have that. I've actually been wanting to play it like crazy. But uh, besides that, played a little more Halo 5 and um, MCC. 
and then played some Madden when my friend was over. But that's it for me this week as far as playing. What have you been watching? Um, Just looking at this lantern, remind me of something. Mm-hmm. The Not lantern, uh, Pumpkin Jack. Oh, Flamehead. Jack-o'-lantern, yeah. My girlfriend was playing uh, some trivia game on her phone. And it's kind of upsetting how little she knows about pop culture. Because <laughs> she's like, I need help on this one question. I don't know what this is. And she's like, I think you'd know. I was like, yeah, hit me with it. And I was like, which one of these characters have not been to hell? And it was like, Hellboy. <laughs> see if you know this. Hellboy, Spawn, Ghost Rider, and Cool Man. Cool Man? Yeah. What the fuck? Okay. Yeah, I was going to say. His name's Cool Man, first of all. Why would he <laughs> go to hell? sound very dark, even if you don't know stuff. I don't know what the hell she's playing. But she just asked me. I was kind of half asleep. And I just now thought of that. How stupid of a question that is. <laughs> I mean, you could just read those and be yeah, like, Spawn, uh-huh, that's what I was saying. Yeah, Hellboy, really... Ghost Rider, Cool Man? The fuck? I don't know why that just popped in my head, but I need to get that off my chest. <laughs> um, also, come on, Renee. Did you really have to come in the bedroom and be like, I don't know, what's happening, Cool Man? Uh, so, uh, what I've been watching... I, uh, the season two of Unsolved Mysteries came out on mm-hmm. Netflix. I've been going through that. I've watched the first three episodes of uh, of season two of the reboot. Sorry, I'm trying to get down to my notes on it. Oh, you're good. I'm trying to find it here. So far, I'm really enjoying it. I think this is better than season one. Um, I think it's more creepiness in the episodes, which is what I wanted, and less of the straightforward Unsolved mi- Murders. Um, but there was one focused in Mansfield and the guy was here in prison at the downtown Columbus prison. You know, that big one. Yeah. He said Mansfield though. Yeah. So because his crimes were so bad that Mansfield had nowhere to put him. So they moved him to the Columbus prison. Oh, so he was in Mansfield reformatory. No, 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 no. He was, uh, the crime was committed in Mansfield. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, he was uh, out on bail for, I think, some rape allegations. But he was known for carrying around nunchucks. And he was an older black guy. Yeah, I saw a ghost of him. Yeah, because at the theater, it made me think of your nunchuck guy, the yeah, black that's, guy. I don't care. You're talking about this, not a spoiler, but that's uh, one of the stories that keeps popping in my head when I have this idea about the podcast of the, our stories we could tell. <laughs> oh, man, that's a good one. But yeah, so I'm like, did, did Casey run into this guy? Because if you did, he's like, he's been wanted since the fucking <laughs> 70s, early 70s. And I told a cop about it, and he laughed about it. Yeah. I was like, something out of a movie. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, so it's kind of fucked up. And if you're planning on watching the show, like, this is kind of a spoiler, but it kind of happens right at the beginning of the episode. He, uh, this little girl goes to, in the 60s, goes to wash and dry her clothes. And she runs out of change, so she goes to run to the other laundromat, and this fucking piece of shit runs into her, uh, sh- tries to rape her, and she screams. He shoots her twice. This is such a positive show. Uh, after he shoots her twice, I'm guessing they kind of leave it open-ended because it was such a nasty case. But you're like, okay, he, he raped her after shooting her twice. Uh, then the piece of shit goes home, gets changed, and decides, yeah, I'm going to go out to the club and go dancing. And then he comes back and finds out the little girl's still alive. She's like 13, 14, in pure agony, like clearly like probably screaming and slowly dying. 
So what does he do? He decides to pick up a brick and beat her head in. Uh, it's just a positive, family-friendly show. Um, and, of course, he goes to prison. And then in the 70s or 60s, they decide to get rid of Ohio decides to get rid of the death penalty. And he squeaks through and gets life in prison. But then they did this weird thing where this guy had worked the system and tried to pretend to be such a good prisoner that he got away because they allowed him to go shopping at a mall in the downtown Columbus mall. You know that you've told me about it before. Yeah, city center. Yeah. It looked like they were referring to city center. Um, and he escaped and he's been missing since the early seventies. He's still out and about and they can't find him and they've gotten close a couple of times, but they've been like, he just left a month ago. But he was known for carrying fucking nunchucks. So I'm pretty sure you ran into him. <laughs> um, did it say if he always had a cowboy hat on and hold get up? Well, that's the funny part. He did have some, like, get up <laughs> shit. So it wouldn't surprise me. And that he was actually just insane. Completely <laughs> insane. Um, but they did say he also tries to avoid Ohio as the best he can. Because that's, of course, where they're looking for him the most. But yeah, he's a real piece of shit. So hopefully they find him and beat his fucking skull. In the <laughs> oh, his dad's a piece of shit too, because he kept in contact with his dad and comes be like, "Dude, where is he?" And be like, "People change." Dude, your son raped a thirteen-year-old girl <laughs> and beat her brains in with a brick to leave the grandma to find her. You don't change from that, dude. You're he a had piece a bad of shit. Day. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's a changed man. Uh, but yeah, sorry that, that that case just pissed me off so bad. It was just such like a the injustice was like, how does this happen in today's world? But um, then the next one was on uh, Japanese uh, the Japanese tsunami in 2012 2011. Man, that was shot so well. I meant to look at who the cinema cinematographer was, but well, I guess that uh, part wasn't really a cinematographer, but the editor because it's done so well. There's like uh, creepy empty streets with the tsunami sirens going off and that famous footage of the farmland mm -hmm. with the water encroaching, this dirty water encroaching on these beautiful fields. But it's about the ghost sightings after that tsunami. Um, the tsunami sirens are really creepy. I recommend oh, yeah, looking they, those up. Oh, I've heard them. them, yeah. Wait, you said signs? Uh, uh, um, oh, you said sirens. Sirens, yeah, tsunami oh, yeah, sirens. Those, yeah, those sound fucking terrifying. Uh-huh. And it stops like mid siren. It's just like I don't know, speaking Japanese, but it's so inhuman. It's almost uh -huh. a uncanny valley, valley in the voice, and uh, such a creepy episode. But yeah, so uh, then tonight, because we were babysitting, um, the kids were babysitting, had never seen um, Zernay's nieces. They had never seen Halloween Town. Mm. So That's like, why I said Halloween Town. Really? No, I said Minions. Oh, Minions! She's fuck off. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Halloween Town and then uh, showed them Halloween Town and do you remember this one too um, uh, my mom has a date with a vampire yeah we watched that one as well so there's a couple a couple classics there so I've been trying to keep up with the Halloween theme I get terrible at that this week um, but that's it so am I not remembering Unsolved Mysteries or did I completely change it because I felt like there was nothing like that before <sighs> yeah I could see that. It's more like 
Yeah, you're right. Okay. I haven't seen the new stuff, just how you described it. I wouldn't even think that's the same show. No, you wouldn't. You, this could have a whole other name on it. That's sad. It is. Um, the intro even sounds, you can still hear it a little bit. And they have the original narrator. It kind of fades out again, like they did with the first season. But yeah, um, I think this season is definitely some more interesting stories. And definitely unsolved mysteries, but... The the Japanese one felt like it could have been in the original show. Okay. Yeah, I like it. Um, the only things I watched this week was not a whole lot. I watched, uh, we did our Lost event last week and watched three episodes to end season four. Have you watched them yet? I haven't, man. I've been so behind on Lost. Are you only those episodes behind? Or Maybe. Think I'm so. thinking about it, yeah. Um, you'll definitely, I know you're catch up anyways but you'll definitely need to catch up on those they're crucial to the rest of the series if you don't watch it it's gonna make literally no sense for you okay um and i'm curious to see what you think of it um i won't say anything more i won't ruin anything and the only other thing i watched it all this week so there's I, one season left now um no two more two more yeah um yeah i said the rest of the series maybe you thought i said season but yeah the series um the only other thing I watched was uh, Ohio State Dominating, which uh, it was nice and felt normal to have college football. Well, Big Ten back, and know college has been playing, but until Ohio State came back, I wasn't watching any of it. It felt weird to me not have the Big Ten playing. Do you know who brought back Big Ten football? Yeah, that uh, the Wisconsin reporter, right? Donald Trump. <laughs> I fucking hate you. I was already being ridiculous. I brought back... Big Ten football. You're welcome. And Pac-12 brought it back as well. Did, were you watching my stream when I was talking about, I think it was a Wisconsin reporter talking about how he saved the Big Ten? No. I don't want to misquote it and ruin it. I'll remind me after this. Okay. I'll show you. It's fucking awesome. I'll put that on the notes too. Um, even though it was nice having it back and it felt somewhat normal, it was fucking weird having the stadium empty. I know it's always a weird thing with sports, but especially college football because so much about the atmosphere and the chance. And Ohio Stadium's never had less than like 100,000 in it since I've been born. So seeing like a couple hundred in it is feels kind of creepy. And Those not, were cardboard, weren't they? No, well, some of them, but they had a, a thousand family members and like close people there. But even a thousand in a state and holds a hundred and ten thousand seems like nothing. You couldn't even hear them. Okay. And then uh, were they? They were pumping in audio though. Weren't they? Oh, I apologize. Just hit the arm. They were pumping in audio though, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah. But it's not the same. Especially, I know it hasn't been any of the sports, but especially college football, because I said so much about the chants and like the tradition and everything. In other sports, you can kind of just do generic cheers and booing, but there's a lot missing college football. And then you don't have the bands there either because they're not allowed there. Which so much of the build up and the excitement of the players running out and the touchdowns is the the band being the part of it. And I don't know if you saw even Brutus wasn't allowed there. Oh Jesus. This is so dumb. People Brutus just, is wearing like the most efficient uh -huh. mask. And they just pick and choose everybody that I talk to is like, Well yeah, it makes sense. It's not he's not like essential. You only want the people there that you need. And I was like, Yeah, I know, but that's not why He's not there because they are trying to be safe and care. He's clearly there because they're trying to send a message and prove a point. Because 
adding one person that is not usually within six feet of anyone and is also has protected thing over his entire body is clearly not going to do harm. They're clearly not having it there to be like, look, we care about these people. We don't have them here. It's all about control, man. Uh-huh. I honestly think that's what it is. They just take a little bit and give them a little bit to take a whole mile. Um, that's all I've been watching, though. So we can get into the free games. For Xbox One, you have... They didn't do announce what they're having for after this yet, so I'm not sure what's going to be the case with that. Like I said, I think it's going to be a weird transition into a new generation, how they're going to handle this, and PlayStation got into a little bit, which we'll talk about. But Oh, sorry to interrupt. I meant to put this in the weird, interesting news. Did you see all the Xbox games now are officially are playable? If it's playable on Xbox One, it's now officially playable on oh, yeah. Xbox Series. I didn't see yes. that. That's cool. Unless it requires a Kinect. The Kinect yeah. games uh-huh. won't work, of course. Um, but I don't know what they're going to do. So right now we just had the ones that we had from before. You have Slayway Camp Butcher's Cut till Halloween, so the 31st. So by the time this comes out, maybe only like a day left to download. Wait, is this the end of the show? Um, I was going to do that and then get in see if you wanted to. I know it's been a long episode. See if you want to do the other stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay. I was just make sure uh, you didn't forget. Sorry, it's the hundredth time I've interrupted you this episode. Oh, you're good. Um, and made of Skur till November fifteenth, and on three sixty you have Caution Quest till Halloween. So again, only a couple of days, and by the time you're hearing this, maybe too late. But definitely download those, especially Caution Quest if you can get it before Halloween and play it for your Halloween game because it was shitload of fun and perfect for Halloween. And then on PlayStation Plus, you have Need for Speed Payback and Vampire till November 2nd. And then starting November 3rd till November 30th, you have Middle Earth Shadow of War and Hollow Knight Void Heart Edition. And then you have on PS5, Bug Snacks starting October, or November 12th. And it lasts all the way till January 4th. So I guess that's how they're going to handle it is still do their free PS4 games and then add a PS5 game it seems like every couple months which I think it's actually pretty cool and um, it's not like a humongous game but it's been one of the more talked about games so getting that for free I think it's cool. It always I, makes me think of uh, Bug Juice. <laughs> I could see that. I think it's weird that a game that's coming out on PS4 as well I feel like you should any games coming out on both you should be able to download for whatever system you have. I know they're doing that because they want people to see these free games and try and get them to PS5. But I feel like that would make more sense with PS5 exclusive games, not games that are coming up both systems. I think at the minimum, I don't know if this is what they're doing, but I think you should be, a down, be able to download your PS5 version of Buzz Snacks on your PS4. And I know you can't play it, but that way when you get a PS5, you just have it. Oh, yeah, that's a true story. Oh, man. I, I know that's uh, on PS3, that's what I did. I didn't have a PS4 yet, so I started downloading some of them. So they let you do that in the last generation. So I hope they let you do that again because then you're going to have, like, a built-in library before you even have a system. And like you said, that's a kind of a, like a more talked-about game. Yeah, Sought definitely. after game. Did you see the uh, cover art for it? No. I think you'll really like it. It's not what I would have guessed for that game, but I think it's really cool and different. I think you'll like it a lot. Here, I'll look it up real quick. Okay. Um, I guess I could say something that I forgot to mention we were talking about a while ago with uh, politics and Joe Jorgensen. 
how do people like her do it? Like, how do you just keep going? Like, when I was, if that was me, and it'd be nice if she won, but like that guy said, and kind of rudely, obviously, there's a slim to none, no chance she's going to win. And you're coming to these rundown places, and people are being so rude to you, and they didn't pay anything to get in there, and you're keeping polite, and they're just keeping rude to you. Yeah. Do you like that? Yeah, so I'm looking at the bug snacks uh, cover art. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I like it. I'm excited for that game. Yeah. I think it's at the minimum it's going to be funny and has potential to be a lot of fun. I feel like there's a lot of PS5 games coming after Nintendo. Yeah. Nintendo vibes. Sorry, yeah. Um, I just don't know how you just like keep on a campaign trail and get back in the bus and, all right, let's go to the next city and do this over. Not yeah. even I, even if you're top candidate, I feel like that has to be exhausting. Let well, alone just be somebody who's like, God, I'm just going here and getting shit on. <laughs> then we're, we know what the outcome's going to be. I think it has a lot to do with usually they cash in pretty nice afterwards, get book deals, all kinds of different stuff. So that should be like something that motivates her, kind of gets your name out, especially, you know, you're not winning the presidency, but if you want to run for something else, people will have that recognition of your name. Um, but also I think it comes down to, I feel like libertarians, uh, I see myself as a libertarian, um, uh, I feel like they're pretty strong politically and you want to do what's right for the country or what you think the founding fathers had created an outline for. So that's got to be a huge motivating factor. No, I'm with you. And that's how I would think, like to think I would be in that situation. And I think I would to a certain point, but I think when I go to all these cities and it's just the same thing, Yeah, I'd be like, okay, yeah, that's what I want, but I'm just fucking giving up. I don't think I wouldn't, but like I said, just seeing that and not even being the one that was dealing with it, I'm like, God, this is just so depressing. Yeah, the mm -hmm. libertarians seem to do attract those, uh, that section of, <laughs> I don't know if they're know-it-alls or titled, uh, just some odd, some odd ducks. <laughs> um, I just wanted to mention that, so I didn't already have another thing to talk about in the next episode for things I forgot about the week before, but, uh, yeah. Do you have any fake outrage? No. Just to continue on the last thing, though, I would vote for her and support her, and I do. But I feel like Donald Trump has some really strong libertarian views, too, and has shown that in practice. There's a few things where I'm like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> um, but ending of the wars, uh, good push for industry. Um, and if I didn't think this was one of the biggest elections, I would also be voting for her. But uh, I feel like if you look at Donald Trump, I feel like Donald Trump, if he could choose any party, I don't think it would be Republican. I feel like he's more independent or a libertarian. I hear um, it. Definitely not fiscal. Is, it, is fiscal conservative or fiscal Republican? Is that what they're called? Um, conservative, yeah. Physical conservative. Physical. Fis, fiscal. Physically. Yeah, I don't think he would be one of the. He's definitely not one of them. But uh, yeah, I feel like the motivating thing is just you definitely get your name out there. It would be depressing as shit listening to these guys, and you're just like, I don't, I don't know what to do. <laughs> um, but I think to be in politics, there's something you're already expecting that kind of behavior. Yeah, especially if you think about Donald Trump, the questions he gets, the hate he gets, but he does get a lot of love at the same time. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, I think. No matter what political view you have, I feel like the top candidates have it so much different. They 
have millions of dollars, not that any libertarian candidates just automatic like nobody homeless person, but they're definitely on a lower scale and don't just travel in like these massive planes and like first class and like I said they all kind of just drove up there. Uh, this must be so yeah. depressing just to go around the country like this. Man, it is so frustrating to pretend that we have a choice in candidates and we really don't. We're kind of given two and that's it. <laughs> you can do whatever the fuck you want. Quote, waste your vote. I don't agree with that. That's bullshit. Um, it would be nice to see somebody. When is the last time a non-Republican or Democrat was president? Um, I think that the Federalist was that a party? I was gonna say, I feel like it would have been before they even formed Republicans and Democrats. Well, Republicans were Abraham Lincoln, right? He was the first mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Uh, let's see, last non Democrat, Republican. Not unsuccessful, Jesus. Let's see. Last, no, I don't even know how to word this. Democratic, Republican, President. That's weird to think about. Um, oh my God. Uh, Millard Fillmore, a member of the Whig Party, was the 13th president of the United States, 1850 to 1853. That's fucking weird. <laughs> because they always think, like, I think of Communist China, it's like only Communist China's Chinese uh, party members win. Mm-hmm. And they pretend that there's an election. But we're almost kind of there. We kind of pretend there's a choice, but really the DNC and RNC are kind of choosing. Yeah. And you have those two choices. It would be nice one day to to have a non non Republican, non Democratic candidate. Yeah, that's what I thought. See, so even that technically isn't even not Republican or not Democrat because that's what the Republicans, that's the Whig Party turned into Republican Party. So Jesus Christ, kind of just before we had like a official name together. <laughs> was was the Federalist? Was that a party? That sounds don't, so familiar. I don't think it's political party. Yeah, I'm wrong about that. Oh my gosh. The Federalist Party was the first political party in the United States under Alexander Hamilton. It dominated the national government from 1789 to 1801. Um, but yeah, it looks like it died out after the war of 1812. Uh, and I, I bet if you look, probably the fucking Federalist Party turned into the Democratic <laughs> Party. Who knows? Let's check the Wikipedia page. I love Wikipedia. Um, Alexander Hamilton. He was a member of them. I recognize that name. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, this is, oh, they were overwhelmed by the Democratic, Re- Democratic Republican opposition led by President Thomas Jefferson. That's how old that is. The f- their biggest competition was Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> Jesus. So, I mean, it's kind of nice seeing uh, the Libertarian. You think the Libertarian's depressing. I bet the Green Party is just... I don't even know if they they tore. 
I think the last time they had buzz was when they nominated Rosie O'Donnell. Or no, they, uh, not Rosie O'Donnell, uh, Roseanne Barr. Not Rosie O'Donnell, what the hell am I saying? Um, I don't have any fake outrage this week either. Um, yeah, do you want to do our top ten list? I know it's been a long episode, so do you want to do it next week? I'm okay. I just wanted to give you the choice. I t- we'll save it for next week. That works. Okay, should we talk about the PlayStation UI at least? Did you watch that yep. video? Okay, we can do that and then wrap up. Sorry, um, my butt is really hurting. I gotta get a different pose here. I'm next so week, much taller than you right now. Next week, well, I guess we could start a little earlier. I was gonna say there might be even more news and craziness next week with the consoles getting closer. But we'll just commit to doing the top ten next week. Did you want to share your thoughts first about the UI, or you want me to? Uh, sure. Um, I feel like there was just a huge focus on streamlining everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't like the guy's voice though. Really? He had a terrible inflection, like especially when he said, "Thank you, Daniel, son." I don't know who, whatever that guy's name was. I was bummed because when I said you were gonna hate the guy's voice, I wasn't gonna talk about him. I I didn't watch that far in yet. I thought the beginning dude was going to narrate the whole thing. I was like, oh, this is going to be rough for Cody to watch. But then I, I didn't mind it. Over. Oh, really? It was the second guy that got me. <laughs> um, something I liked was the showing you the percentages and the helps and the hints. I think that was cool. But I felt like Xbox had already done that with mm-hmm. Edge. And it wasn't implemented well and it wasn't the greatest thing in the world. I did like that finally someone noticed or talked about how watching YouTube videos for help and they even I remember even that guy said like so you don't have to like sit through yeah and it's true like how many helps and hints videos do you watch and they have the dubstep intro and, welcome back guys and you're trying, god where am I even at in this game and uh, so I do like that um, but I feel like the stuff they were showing the quality of life stuff was stuff I've already seen on discord and xbox already um, which is good for them because I feel like they were lacking on that stuff um I liked how when he was talking about what was that uh god damn we just talked about this game you said it was delayed cyberpunk no. oh no uh, destruction all stars yeah when he was like alright we're so we're gonna my, me and my friends wanna switch over there and he switches over there um he's like look how fast after fast forwarding did you notice that he's yeah. like we're gonna uh-huh. fast forward through this we just jump right in look how fast <laughs> yeah you had to fast forward through that I feel like it's their way of tacking um, Xboxes. Uh, what do they call it? Jump in, jump out. Mm-hmm. What is it? There's I forget the term for that. Um, oh, you're talking about uh, quick launch? Is that what they call it? I think so. Um, but I felt like the the intro screen with the little bubbles bouncing around were uh, were not the greatest. I mean, not the greatest. Not that much of a change from the PS4. But when I was trying to to find this video, I, f- I did find another video that I thought you would enjoy. It's a... Uh, let me see if I can find this. Uh, it's a guy re- live reacting to the UI. Mm-hmm. And I was laughing. Oh, here it is. I was laughing way too hard at this. Um, I don't know. I just felt like OG... Uh, YouTube, so here I can play it real quick if you want me to. It's pretty great. So it's just a guy live streaming the video, 
and with just that generic his camera recording the TV screen, not even capturing, just recording, just like uh, you would have seen like in 2010 or something. But his reactions. Oh, was... oh, oh! The PS5 menu. Oh my God! Look at the particle effects. Particle effects. What? Yeah, it's not like a dude came in the theater all the time. What? Minions, no. kid. Look at these little fucks. Yeah, so that is, uh... <laughs> that's a line of truth. <laughs> I, he also cuts himself off in this video. Cause that's like... That's the end. That's <laughs> like... Uh, he did go on to talk more about it, though. Uh, he's definitely... I definitely hit sub on him. I just miss that type of YouTube. Do you remember like when unboxings were big and you had these kids unboxing like... Hi everyone, I'm uh, Hideaki Nishino, and I hit up PlayStation's platform planning and monitoring the future. Let's see if we get to this guy I was talking about here. Yeah, yeah, he does have a bad play voice. ...in a passionate community of console capabilities. Get to where he says uh, something, son. This includes things like seeing. This is already terrible. Come on. Sorry, I'm trying to bounce around this video here. This, I should have this queued up. And now, let's check it out. Courtesy of our own Sid Schumann. Thanks, Nishino-san. Welcome to your new. They just sounded so weeb. <laughs> you get that vibe from it? Thank you, Nishino-san. Ah, I didn't like that, but, uh, he was a cool guy. I really liked, um, um, that first guy. I forget his YouTube channel already. Something lying. Oh, the particle effects. Oh, my God. I miss those days of YouTube. Uh, that reminds me of the, the, remember the Fallout 4 reaction guy? Yeah. Oh, d dog meat, or whatever he said. I love those type of YouTubers that live for that shit. So what would you think, buddy? <laughs> uh, Casey Son. Thank you, Casey Son. Um, so the first thing I had on here was that I absolutely love the, uh, the game help is what they're calling it, um, where you can, like you are talking about, try and find some particular, kind of like Xbox does with uh, achievement help if you use, like, the... Uh, Search achievement, I'll just kind of tell you, give me an idea how to do it. But the thing I didn't like on Xbox is how it kind of pulls you out of it and you have to launch back into your game. And it's not, I that actually has been a problem for me. I'm, man, I just want to look at that and I forget what I saw and then I go back into it. So it actually is something that is annoying and not just doesn't seem like, like an advertisement tool. Like the way they used it is exactly how I would like to use it, bring it up and have it like a little side screen while I'm playing. So I absolutely love that, and I had it noted too the what he said about how that uh, gets you directly where you need to go in the spot instead of watching uh, five minutes of intros or. Welcome back to RGG Gaming. What's up, guys? Or even worse is uh, we talked about this. Um, fast forward and try and find the right spot and then going too far and seeing <laughs> like what happens in the game, seeing a yeah. character die or something. So it's nice that that'll just get you to the spot exactly where you need. Um, when I saw this, I figured it would be like the achievement help on Xbox where 
fans kind of curate and make it their own. But the more I've listened, this is a, I've added this since the last time that we were going to talk about this because I've heard more people talk about it. And the more other people talk about it, it sounds like this is a part of like development tools and kits so like that uh, the developer put that, put in there themselves. Which that's the case, it's cool in theory because then it's even more streamlined and uh, flushed into the game and would be more exact so they know exactly where to cut off and not spoil things and exactly where to present it. But if that is the case and people are right about that, then I think this is something that's going to fall away real fast because you have Sony's first party supporting it. But all these third parties, why do they take the extra time to put these things in there and use all that development time to put hints in there and to help you have stuff? I just can't see that happening. That's why I definitely I thought it was going to be a fan thing. I didn't think this was like part of a developing a game. And maybe other people are wrong, but it seems like that seems to be the consensus. So I'm guessing I'm not correct about that. Did he mention too in the press conference it's like based on what if the developer wants to do it? Oh, I didn't hear that, but that's probably the case. And yeah, that's I'm guessing Sony first party is going to do that to push it real hard. And even then, I wouldn't be surprised within a year if they kind of just stop doing it and then it just fades away. I can't remember if he was referencing that or what was another feature they mentioned in there. Um, I forget. None of the stuff I have on here I think would fit that, but I'm not sure. Um, I also think the way they presented it was weird. Because um, I think it's cool for trophies and like really hard to miss things, but the example they used, maybe it's just to be able to show it easily and understand it, but was a collectible in uh, Sackboy, A Big Adventure. And it was a collectible, they jumped two spots and it was up there. I was like, are we really going to have videos for everything that granular and small? Because that kind of just... There's no point in really playing a game at that point. I think it's cool for like really hard to get trophies or even all the trophies if you want, if you really want to do that. But I think if it's really just all that kind of small stuff, I think that'd be kind of silly if they're really going that far with it. Um, and if it is up to developers and they're actually putting it in there, then I guess that's up to them if uh, they want to make a game that's really hard and everything hidden. So I guess we'll see how that goes. Um, I really like the extra stuff they're doing with parties. Like... Um, how you could uh, screen share. And like you said, this stuff that's been seen before, but I think it's presented well. And I thought it was really cool how um you could do that with like the game you're playing. Cause I feel like a lot of times I'm like, oh dude, you gotta see this. And then we gotta either record something on our phone or kind of go in those annoying menus of trying to send a clip to each other, but just being able to share it in real time sounds really cool. Yeah. Um, I know I've taken advantage of that too in Discord. Yeah. Yeah. And I really liked I actually did like the uh, presentation, how the um, dashboard or XMB, whatever you want to call it, looked. I thought it looked really clean. I really liked, it did kind of look like a PS4, just a different version of that. But that was fine by me. I think when people just try and recreate everything, if it's already working is when it usually falls apart. And I think PS4 has some issues, but I think overall it works well. And one of the biggest issues I think it has is clutter and not knowing where things are at. And I really liked on this how there's giant tabs at the top that show games and then media. So that way you don't have all this shit just thrown in there. Like all these different apps and Blu-ray and everything. You have two completely separate tabs for them. So I think by default everything's going to be more organized. I didn't think about that. Yeah, I think that would be super nice. And like anything, I'm sure all this stuff isn't finalized and there's going to be stuff added and updated anyways. 
Um, I liked how the uh, PlayStation Store is just built into the media section and kind of updates on the fly instead of being like a, a separate app because I don't hate the PlayStation Store as much as most people. I think people kind of dramatize it, but it definitely has its issues. And one of the issues is that it's, uh, it's an app. It's not built into the system. So when you go into it, it's like launching Netflix or something. It's kind of a wait. And then there is some small issues I have with the store in general. But my main issue with the store is that it is kind of like a separated piece of the PlayStation. So I like that they build it into it now. It's not launching a new thing to go into it. Um, most people I don't think would care about this or maybe even notice it. But I like that they have a voice to text if you're sending messages. So that way you can send voice messages still. But if you want to type something out, you can use voice to text. Um, and then the last thing I noted was I really like the, uh, the spoiler warning that it said it will send you if people are sharing stuff with you, if they're screen sharing or sending screenshots. Oh, wow. Because I was like, man, you could really fuck people over. Yeah. But it said that, uh, if it the game the developer again can made this where you noticed it, yes, can, they can put it in there. If yeah, that's actually where I'm thinking of. Yeah, which I think most developers, if it's a game that really matters a story, would actually want to put that kind of stuff in there because I can't imagine that would take too much time. And I think it's super awesome to because I always worry when people send me shit. I'm like, I don't know if I want to look at that <laughs> if I haven't played it. Yeah. So it'd be nice. You could still look at it, it's not blocked or anything, but nice to have that heads up so it's your decision if you want to potentially ruin it or not. Yeah, that's great. The reason I had to react to that, I didn't even think about that. When I thought about sharing stuff, I mainly share shit from multiplayer games. Yeah. I see, I didn't even, I didn't even put that... never thought about someone sending me something and seeing a spoiler. I don't know why to pick up on that press conference until you just said that. And I never thought, too, Xbox does it as well, having the store separated. Yeah, I don't... I don't think I processed as what was happening until they pointed out in here how it's integrated into it. I just always thought it was slow and kind of awkward. Yeah. And then when they said that, I was like, that makes sense why I feel like I'm always kind of like launching a Netflix or something when yeah. I use this. Exactly. I never thought about that, but you're right. So, uh, again, kind of a thing that behind times and not something that should be impressive, but also it should be noted because it, it is something that's changing and if you do want things to be better, you can't just not acknowledge it when it's better and say it should have been there sooner because it hasn't been there sooner. So if you want to make it different, you got to make it different. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to add for the show, though? Uh, no. Thank you, Casey's son. <laughs> As always, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Current Backlog. And you can send any email, or corrections, questions, or feedback to currentbacklogs and gmail.com. And like we said at the beginning of the show, you can subscribe to us now on most podcast platforms. So if you'd like to do that, we appreciate it. And uh, Extra Life's coming up soon. I'll probably put a video out trying to detail things and talk about our crazy plans. Anything else for you, buddy? Thank you, Casey, son. The Globalists. Let me put crackle on the pop though. My cold, cold war. Sorry, I'm ready.
cracking a cold war with the boys. That's what uh, Reagan said <laughs> when he won the Cold War. <laughs> <laughs>